Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. Again, that's give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. And yeah, you can really uh, help these kids if that's what you're into. Support the youths. Shut up. That's, don't, don't, don't patronize me. Okay. Uh, I don't need you Enjoy that episode. I'm done with this. <laughs> Clink. Would you like me to begin, Raven? Yes, I would. Yeah, we, uh, listeners, we were just staring at each other for, I think, a <laughs> solid, like, eight seconds in silence. Easily, yes. Yeah, so, welcome back to Boozicals. Um, how are you doing today, Raven? I am doing quite well. Um, I feel very light and happy. Had a very good, uh, couple of days, and, uh, I'm just here relaxed and refreshed, and, Ready to get drunk and talk about music. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking I of, s- mm-hmm. what music have you been listening to, Campbell? That's a really good question. So, um, for context, I've been, um, when we're recording this, this is, today is September 12th. So, I've been listening to really, like, soft easy relaxing music because the state of oregon is on fire yes so i'm very fortunate um knock on wood um that corvallis is relatively safe um with regard to fire the smoke and the air quality has been like the worst like in the world at least i think it was the worst in the world literally like on wednesday so that hasn't been great and but i've been very impressed and, like, pretty proud of, like, the community here, like, around Oregon. Like, a lot of people are really coming together. Um, a lot of people evacuate to our town, and yeah. they're getting plenty of donations. Even this, like, one, like, really fancy hotel has reduced its prices to, like, $76 a month to free, depending on... Oh, yeah, that's really good. ...evacuees. So, yeah, I... This week has been really stressful. I definitely ha- very much has been thinking about... Um, the 10 to 15 percent of oregonians that have had to evacuate from their home um yeah and so it like makes me want to like do more kind of thing like i've Mm -hmm. been looking more into volunteering for these different shelters things like that and like really focusing on what i like really want to do 
and stuff like that. So that's so I've been listening to like really really like relaxing kind of music. Like if you look into Spotify and you just look up relaxing music, I just play all those playlists. Yeah. Like very like coffee shop acoustic. That's such a like that's such a specific yet accurate description because I know exactly the type of music you're talking yeah. about. Pe- people's whose voices like soothe me. Um, like, oh, what's her name? Um, girl, put uh, that record on. Play me your favorite song. Ooh. Oh. Corinne? It is. It's Corinne Bailey. That's what it is. Nailed it. Well, I listened to that song like 20 times this week, so I like should know that. <laughs> it's been stressful. Um, but yeah, definitely like in a very fortunate place where we are geographically from the fire. So, um. Yeah, that's what I've been listening to and doing and thinking about. Yes, yes. Again, very glad you're safe. Um, yeah. This week, I so okay. So I've actually just kind of like mostly been listening to a little bit more of the Hamilton soundtrack and just like random music and stuff here and there. Yeah. But yesterday, I actually because I was driving, um, I was driving to Richmond. So I had a couple free hours to just like listen to music and I decided that I wanted to listen to the best music to ever exist, which is just like 90s and earlier divas. So like Madonna, Cher, Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton, Bette Midler, like Pat Benatar, just some of the greatest music to exist. Oh, Diana Ross, Aretha Franklin. Yes. So... Um, that is what I listened to yesterday, and I could not How have been happier. How empowered did you feel by the time you got into Richmond? I just felt like simultaneously a lady and the baddest bitch in town. Like, because well, to me, that's I mean, what listening they're to They're not like, mutually exclusive. They are not, you are correct. And it just, uh, I just feel so great. Anytime Diana Ross is playing on my radio, I feel great. Nice. Nice. Campbell, would you like to tell our listeners um, the musical that we will be list- or reviewing for today, even though yes. they already know? Yeah, I would love to. And so this musical I would watch um, all the time with my grandmother. Um, it is the 1952 musical Singing in the Rain. Which, like, I had heard a lot about. But I never actually watched it. And there, while I was watching it, there were quite a few songs as I was listening to them um, that I was just kind of like, oh, didn't know this was from this, but awesome. Well, that's a fun fact. It's not necessarily from it. Uh, because a lot of, like, uh, different from, like, a lot of musicals, um, there weren't really, and, well, we'll talk about it in more detail, but the majority of the songs weren't written for the musical they were like songs that already existed and fit in with the musical so which is i find very interesting yeah yeah okay so this drink um very excited about um so one of my favorite songs from this musical is good morning and how i think to make the a good or even better morning is to drink a mimosa Indeed. So this is a good effing morning mimosa. <laughs> um, and it's, you put like a shot of like a citrusy vodka in it or a 
you know, some ice, uh, like two and a half ounces of orange juice, and then you top it with the uh, bubbly of your choice. And it is refreshing and delicious and everything I want right now. It's so good. Like, I already figured that the vodka would just be great in it, like, but... This is it's delicious. Like a screw, like, so it's like a screwdriver, screwdriver mimosa, and I'm here for it. Indeed, it is delicious. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it does very much fit with the musical. I think so, too. So I guess some background. Um, so this, uh, Singing the Rain, came out in 1952, um, directed and choreographed by um, Gene Kelly and Stanley Donen. Um, it's about... Um, people in the film industry, entertainment industry, um, in California, in Hollywood, um, in the late 1920s, um, where they started transitioning to talking pictures as opposed to silent films. Yes. So just that, looking like kind of um, satire comedy about Hollywood during that time and during that transition. Yeah, and I found it very disturbing that they called them talkies. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, we call them movies, so not much better. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> Raven. <laughs> we are not a creative people, <laughs> being like humanity. Um, <laughs> we call them movies because they move. <laughs> ease. <laughs> oh, we're fantastic. Okay. I agree. All right. You want to get into it? Yes, let's get into it. Okay. MGM picture. Um, we are we see the singing in the rain trio so the first song um is singing in the rain which um this song um was like originally conceived by author freed the producer mm-hmm. um for like in like a catalog of songs from for, to be used for other pictures and stuff so again one of these songs not necessarily made for the movie but like the song existed so they kind of like adapted it to it yes um so we have our main trio, um, kind of like in the rain, wearing like rain gear kind of stuff. So we have Gene really Kelly. Really kind of cute because it's like super coordinated and like colorful and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Gene Kelly, uh, Debbie Reynolds, and Donald O'Connor. So these three are I... so talented. I cannot. Oh my God. So Gene Kelly, if you don't know who that is, shame on you. Um, very known well for his acting, singing, choreography. If you see this musical, first and foremost, you're like, that dude's a dancer. Yes. He is so effortlessly, like, leaps onto everything. And I, like, it looks like if he would, like, have, like, wires or CGI to, like, get him to do that. But it's, like, all him. It's just him, yeah. It's just I will him. say, um, a bit shamefully, that I had very briefly forgotten who Gene Kelly was. And so when I saw that it was Gene, like when I saw the name Gene Kelly, in my mind, I pictured Gene Wilder. <laughs> and, oh, that's so, fun. and so for the first like 10 minutes of the film, I was just like, like wait, where? <laughs> I was like, where's Gene <laughs> Kelly? And I was like, oh, I'm stupid. Got it. Cool. <laughs> that's fun. Um, yeah. So other things he's been. Um, and like in American in Paris, another like big, very well known film, yeah. Um, and like one of my favorite things that he he was a choreography consultant on, 
was the 1990s animated musical film cats don't dance like he's like uncredited but like he was a choreography consultant for it and the main character danny like his dancing is like based off of like dancing of like him fred astaire like people like that yeah Um, and we will be doing that on this podcast because it's a really fun time i'm ready for it i'm here for it then we have donald o'connor um He's been a lot of things. I love Melvin. Uh, he had the Donald O'Connor show. Um, again, very talented dancer and singer and performer. And I think out of like a lot of them, definitely one of the people who's like not afraid to get hurt. Although yes. um, these three actors all had serious injuries and things going on during the filming of this. Oh, really? That I'll, I'll like, point out, like, once we get to those scenes and be like, that person was literally dying. You can't tell. Um, oh, my god. And then gosh. we have, um, last but not least, out of the main trio, Debbie Reynolds. Who is a, I mean, amongst many other talents, a gorgeous, gorgeous voice. Oh it's just such a classic, like, especially 50s voice. Yeah. She just sounds so beautiful. The first when i think debbie reynolds of course i am 27 years old so i'm not going i don't necessarily think of like some of her like more well-known stuff um but to me she will always be in um the grandmother in halloween town she will always be the disney channel original movie halloween town (laughs) i'm very sorry um charlotte from charlotte's web yes Um, I mean, the mother to Carrie Fisher. Princess what? Leia. Oh, yeah, Debbie Reynolds is her mom. Raven. I did and not so, know that. Rest in peace to both of them. But Honestly. I, yeah, Debbie Reynolds is iconic. Um, and Also, I'm offended I'll, that you thought I didn't know who Carrie Fisher was. Well, you, like, weren't saying anything. <laughs> okay. I said, like... You weren't, you literally weren't saying anything. So I'm like, I'm going to give you a bone because I always thought less of you for, you know, the other stuff we said. So the Gene Kelly thing? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, that one's funny. I like that. Uh, but yeah, so Debbie Reynolds, um, who I think also does a wonderful job acting, singing, dancing. Yes. Um, before this movie, not a dancer. She was like, like by training, she was like a gymnast. But mm-hmm. did not have dance experience. Oh, interesting. Because um, she danced yeah, very well in the film. Yeah, she worked so hard. Um, so she, uh, so apparently Gene Kelly was like really pretty much like a dick about it. Um, about like she like she was like really really struggling with it. So uh, Fred Astaire kind of like helped her out. Um, so she's like quoted uh, singing "The Rain" and "Childbirth" were the two hardest things I've ever had to do in my life um wow that's wild uh, like during the song good morning like her feet were bleeding like in her shoes oh yeah I remember, but like I remember does it look d- like she was struggling whatsoever no and i remember i remember during that scene thinking like how are you even doing that scene and then was it moses as well just thinking like how are you doing this and looking perfect the entire time yeah so i am always in awe of dancers because like the amount of stamina that goes into that shit uh, is wild i mean i physically would never be able to do it yeah um 
But yeah, so those were <laughs> still the opening credits. So they're like kind of like, you know, give them preview. They're singing Sing in the Rain, some like light choreography comparatively so. Yes. The three of them. Um, and then we see like the other opening credits. And what I really like about movies pretty much from this time till like, I don't know when they stopped doing this, but it's when they have like a like orchestral music in the background and they have like those painted cards in the back yeah like i i see very vividly the ones from sleeping beauty yes i like those i like because it's it's a really cool form of artistry to me yeah yeah um so yeah go through the rest of the cast um and then it opens up um they're at the chinese theater in hollywood uh, 1927 yeah. Um, and there's a new silent movie, The Royal Rascal, um, starring the two most praised celebrity actors, Don Lockwood, played by Gene Kelly, and Lena Lamont, played by Gene Hagen, who stole this movie for me. <laughs> I loved her so much. I just want to know, is that her real voice? We'll get to it once she starts speaking. Okay, but also but there's, when they're... there's a lot of trickery and meta-ness with the plot of this movie and who's actually doing the talking and singing at different times. Interesting. Okay. Like beyond what they do in the movie. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I wanted to point out from the scene, I really love how when they're introducing... So I love a lot of the comedy around Cosmo's character, like with his lines and just his actions and stuff like that. But I really love when they're calling in all the different actors and stuff um, and presenting them during the premiere. And then they announce Cosmo and everyone goes to like cheer. And then they're just like, wait, who's this dude? <laughs> yeah. And I love before that, um, Zelda Zanders played mm-hmm. by, you know, your favorite and mine, Rita Moreno. Yes. I love her so much. She's, I just love again, her so much. Again, so talented. And like in the West Side Story episode, we went in depth how much we love about her. But like in this movie, again, like she didn't have like a lot of like speaking lines or anything like that. But when she was on screen, like you knew it. Like mm-hmm. she's the one that like you were drawn to, which yeah. I don't know. Rita Moreno is just the best around. Never, never gonna, uh, nothing's gonna ever bring her down. Indeed. Yeah. I didn't remember the lyrics, so I stopped. <laughs> um, Proud of you. Yeah, but it's, you're exactly right. Um, kind of how they're like picking fun at like these fans who are like going crazy. One woman fainted. Yeah, when like Don like actually comes on, they're like yeah. Cosmo Brown, and they're like, uh, I don't care about him. Longtime friend of Don Lockwood, um, and then oh yeah, when I think. When Zelda comes on, there's, like, that one dude who's, like, shouting, like, screaming and looks manic. Oh, I'm like, yes. dude, calm down. Because he was, like, like, in front of the camera. And it's just, like, you can chill, sir. It's not that deep. Yeah. And so then Don and Lena, like, come come down. And they're everyone's favorite celebrity couple. They yeah. go together, like, bacon and eggs. Which, that's a high compliment. That is a high <laughs> compliment. That's high praise. Um, 
Yeah, and so then the lady's asking him, oh, you know, are you guys going to get engaged and all sort of stuff? And Lena is not speaking at all. And Don is kind of doing all the talking. And at first, I remember being like, oh, that's, you know, they should let her speak. You know, she's a liberated woman. You know, This is so much fun to talk about this with someone who's never seen this before. Because I've probably seen this maybe like 20 times. Yeah. And I was just like, because I remember at first being a little put off by the fact that she wasn't speaking and he was kind of speaking over him, being like, let her talk. She's a liberated woman. Like, let her speak, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then, um, but I did love when the lady was uh, was like, oh, Don, you know, all your young fans are curious about your career and aspiring to be like you and blah, blah, blah. And he's like telling his story and he's just absolutely bullshitting the entire time. Like, you can hear his like narrative over the scenes actually playing and i love the sort of like it's in the same way that you would like exaggerate work that you've done on a resume when you don't have like real experience and you have to like kind of make stuff up or make stuff sound better than it actually was um Uh, yeah the the whole like motto um my first thought the opposite of us (laughs) true dignity facts always dignity (laughs) But then, like, when you get into it, yeah, like, that kind of juxtaposition, it's very much, um, all I care about is love, Chicago. Yes! Um, which is just fun. Um, and then, like, once we see, like, what's actually happening, I was like, okay, this, this is more, like, my speed. Yeah. Um, and then, the only, the only thing from this, I hate in TV shows and movies, like, I understand, okay, so when Don and Cosmo are doing their, like, tap routine, um, and the, like, striped suits and everything with the violins. Okay, yeah. Wait, 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 the fittest fiddle. I wrote down specifically, Raven's gonna hate this, but wouldn't it be... <laughs> if you actually did this, wouldn't that be so impressive? If you... Yeah, if you could actually... Because I've seen people, like, dance while playing the violin, and it is insanely impressive. But I... There are few things in the in the realm of film and television that I hate more than fake violin playing because it's so common because people just want a character to be a violinist and it's just like you're not even playing like putting your fingers like in the same rhythm or bowing in the same rhythm that the music is like i'm totally fine with the fact that you're not really playing it but at least try to make it look like you're playing like at least Raven, try to do I something will say, but when it comes down to like this particular scene scene and song and dance the dancing gets to a part you're not even looking at the violin anymore yeah that, that was my thing it's like especially by like halfway through the scene the violin is more of a prop than anything else but yeah. at the very beginning when don was like sort of playing it and I then was they were doing like, like the dosi do back to back and they were doing like the double thing yes and i was like that's very you're very obviously not playing it like your bow is halfway up the fingerboard that's not even remotely correct and it just made me yeah. very upset but yeah, so moving what on he's, so what the words he's saying to the press are like he went to the finest dancing and performing schools where he met cosmo but they were just like you know poor kids on the street just playing in like dive bars and stuff yeah. like that and they're like the finest performances but there's very much comedic um slapstick kind of thing so we get to the exactly. song fit as a fiddle which is a great song it is very good it is I do really so like catchy it. um and this is like the when we first see like really the dancing prowess mm-hmm. um oh, that tapping is so good and this song is very like hopeful while still comedic um like fit as a fiddle and ready for love yeah 
this and then they're the booed tap off the stage, dancing, which is ridiculous it was ridiculous they were so good but the tap dancing in this movie made me want to learn how to tap dance like it was so good and so well executed i see that for you i i've always wanted to learn how to tap dance learn i should Do maybe it. it'll be like it'll be like my next like self project yeah yeah after you know the personality thing that's that's like a lifelong that's <laughs> that's an ongoing issue um but i i love i, I love wasn't sure like, if you would agree with me or be like that's fucking rude i'm <laughs> glad i know you well and you're um listeners listen uh raven thinks as highly as herself when she was asked where she wants to go for lunch for her birthday she said firehouse subs so that was the first thing that came to her mind i don't know if she thinks she deserves that um, but that's where we're at currently for Raven's like mental health state. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like a joke, like, oh, ha 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 firehouse subs. It was like, oh, like, so think of where you want to go, like go for your birthday lunch. Like, oh, firehouse subs is good. <laughs> and I was just like, I would love am to I well? Eat, eat, uh, in the alley behind subway. That sounds, <laughs> you know, like a treat for myself. <laughs> Anyway, um, and then like when they were saying, oh, or when he was saying, yeah, so then we ended up in California and he says, uh, we were stranded. Uh, we were staying there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just love like the little like one liners in this movie so much. Um, a lot of which are delivered by Cosmo. You have to pay attention. But yes, because they're so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like we as a society and as a culture, um, need to bring slang from the 50s back namely the use of wise guy because i just love it it's great i agree (laughs) um so then we see them kind of like doing music for like silent films um like they're playing piano and violin um and it was for this western and this crazy stunt and this guy bert the actor the stuntman um didn't like flip over the bar like he was supposed to he like kind of smashed into it and they're like and then apparently knocked himself out i think he died (laughs) (laughs) i wrote down oh no because he was not responding at all at whatsoever and so they're like how are you supposed to get someone else and then don's like i can do the stunt um and he does it very successfully and it was beautiful we see a fun montage of him as a stuntman um through different films and it like does make me think like back in like the 20s and like that those when like movies started being a thing and you have all these crazy stunts and things like that um you didn't have cgi and a lot of that movie magic you had people literally crashing into barn houses oh yeah like it's it's wild to think about what stunt people went through during that time for the sake of good filmmaking and i think what this musical does really well is like obviously they're making fun of that in a lot of hollywood Mm -hmm. by making things so ridiculous but they're still not far off like they still pull you back into like but this is kind of the reality of it um like just throughout the whole musical yeah, and, and to me, it's really like pulling back that curtain of showing this is what it's actually like to make a movie. Like, it's not necessarily what people not involved in the industry would think of it. Like, no. especially um, 
there's there were so many different like tricks and stuff that went into making movies for the silver screen that is really wild when you think about it even just from like a coloring standpoint and stuff like that and especially it like it had never occurred to me before the type of things that they had to do and the type of like little tricks that they had to pull to like originally start making films with sound you know that it's it's really interesting to when they were like going through that scene of like okay we're gonna put the mic here and all this other stuff like it's just really cool to kind of see that that curtain pulled back a little bit yeah um so yeah he crashes a plane motorcycle off a cliff into some water um explosion tent shack (laughs) Um, we just see him covered in like soot and like clothing torn yeah, he was talking about, um, like, his roles during this time, urbane, sophisticated, suave, and he's, like, literally dying. <laughs> yes. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. And then um, we see him uh, introduce himself to Lena Lamont. Um, a warm and helpful, a real lady. And then he goes over her, is, is she smoking at the time? Well, I mean, smoking was big. They're all smoking. But- that's true. In the movie and not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he goes over to her and just introduces himself and says, hey, you know, I'm Don. I'm going to be, like, working with you and doing the stunts and all that stuff. She is very snobby and just completely ignores him. And then we see uh, the director or the producer or whatever come over. The producer and of the studios, of Monumental Studios, um, RF. RF, Sensei, yeah. Um, played by Miller Mitchell, um, who's been in, like, a bunch of things 12 o'clock high mr and mrs north um the naked spur um very very prolific actor of his time mm-hmm. but like comes up and be like hey i like you kid I'm gonna yeah make you a star and then of course then lena starts paying attention to him she's like ooh, and he's like oh what are you doing later or like are you, like do you have any plans later and she's like no and he's like well i do peace <laughs> <laughs> i'm like get fucking wrecked yes <laughs> Uh, I love um, that. and uh, Dignity. And so then, always dignity. Wraps <laughs> it up. Yeah, so then we cut back and uh, it's very clear at this point that Lena and Don's relationship is completely just made up for the press. Yeah. Uh, and they actually can't stand each other, which is very Hollywood. It's very, you know, celebrity fake. No one saw that hand move. That hand <laughs> you did. That's all that matters. Kim. <laughs> but I didn't get it. I'm like... <laughs> that doesn't help it was very much um like witch fingers meets imagination from spongebob that is what you did i stand by it anyway (laughs) so indeed um so then we go in and we see like a little bit of the actual film that they're premiering mm-hmm. um and something i actually didn't know because i've i never really watched i've maybe seen like one or two silent films in my they're life fun i and like it was just like kind of like little shorts and stuff i've never seen like a full um silent film but i didn't know that they would um if it was one where like there was kind of dialogue between the characters they would like show it just like on the screen That's that never occurred point. to me yeah no but i always thought because like i guess i was more familiar with uh 
like when it's just like music playing over it and like all of it is like kind of slapstick or like everything is body language and there is no dialogue happening in the film huh. it's I've never just seen one like that have you have you seen those fully did those like maybe did have that no it, yeah it was probably it was probably just like the short that i watched was like yeah. that as, as opposed to the entire film and so that's what i thought silent films were um oh, but it could be i just was cons, cons, uh, 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 deceived this entire time <laughs> you were fooled bamboozled <laughs> I am flabbergasted. Isn't it weird that we the see word the flabbergasted audience. and discombobulated are like real words in the English language? It's so much fun. I love the English language. Continue. Why? Um, so and then we see like in the audience, like two like young women watching it. Um, they say uh, one of them says, "So refined. I think I'll kill myself." <laughs> Which I loved Yikes. because. <laughs> relatable to i like i see people like that today yes and it was like so when i see stuff like that it's it always makes me feel like oh well it's nice to know that we've always been that way <laughs> like but, when like, you see like a, a 13 year old girl we've always been that way <laughs> yeah when you that see like, a 13 year old girl watching like justin bieber perform she's just like oh my god i'm gonna kill myself like i love her like, so much yeah <laughs> girl calm down <laughs> <laughs> it's just Bieber. um yeah, I was really confused uh, by the ending of that movie because it was like they were like declaring their love for each other and then kissing and they had to go off and like fight these bad guys and he comes back and kisses her and it's just like the end. And I was just like, okay. That, uh, <laughs> I think they were poking fun at like the movies at the time. At least I hope so because like I'll like a lot of these like films like in this actual musical end don't make any sense. They do not. I'm assuming they're being comedic with it. I truly hope so, yes, because yeah. that's not how you should end a film. Yeah, and then they, like, then he like gives a speech. It looks like she wants to say something, and he was like, "No." Um, and so they go back, and then we hear her talk. And I literally wrote down, "She speaks." I hate her voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's not a real voice. Um, okay, so, good. Gene uh, Hagen. Um, spending um, a lot of things, Adam's Rib, Asphalt Jungle, um, the Dane Thomas show. So she, like, kind of auditioned. Um, she was an understudy to Judy Holiday, who spoke oh. like that. So oh, she was an understudy okay. in, um, um, from Born Yesterday. And so she was, like, doing an impression of Judy Holiday to Arthur Freed. And he's like, you're in. Gotcha. Okay. But you will hear her actual voice later on. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like um, watching this movie and hearing her speak, um, I felt like, I feel that way. stand them. <laughs> I, I feel that way a lot of times when I watch, especially animated shows, like shows like Bob's Burgers, where you, like, any of the characters, you listen to them, and you're just like, is this your real voice, or are you doing a voice? And a lot of them, it's just their voice. And I'm oh, almost, yeah. like, granted with, like, act actors, uh, voice actors like Kristen Shaw, she's established, and it's just like, yes, like, that's that's who you are, and it's awesome. Um, but every time I watch that show and I listen to any of the characters speak, especially Tina, because Tina's voice actor, is that I'm pretty sure that's just his voice. And it's just yeah. like, oh, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, you hear her talk, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I understand why they're not letting her talk. <laughs> why they do not let her talk in front of yeah, the press or audiences or cameras. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> Rod, um, the publicist, decided 
um, that it's better that, like, maybe she doesn't speak. Yeah. Um, played by King Donovan. Um, but, and then Cosmo agrees. He's just, like, interjecting. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, it's, it's maybe best for this situation. And then Cosmo's coming back. And for everyone in the entire fucking world, <laughs> maybe you, like, let Dawn do it. <laughs> It's like I, love, I love when she's just like, why do you think I'm dumb or something? And they're all just like, they're always like look Favorite at each other. <laughs> Am I dumb or something? Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> and yeah. then she's like, my fiance. And then Don's like, oh, you are stupid. Yeah. You're a snake. You are the worst person I've ever met. We are not together. And she's just looking at him lovingly. He's like, what are you talking about? Which Everyone I- says we're together. And just like, I was so confused by because I couldn't figure out whether or not to feel bad for her. Because I was just like, do, does she legitimately think this? Or is it just her being her? This may be unpopular. Originally, I didn't feel bad for her. By the end of the movie, I did feel bad for her. Oh, I didn't feel bad for her the whole time. And we'll get into why. But <laughs> um, Also, I love Don and Cosmo's friendship. Oh, yeah. You like, which is interesting because... Um, like, has been said before, but Donald O'Connor, who plays Cosmo, did not say that Gene Kelly was his favorite to work with. Aww. But, like, despite every, all these things, these people are so talented, you could never tell. Yeah. That they were struggling, suffering, hurt, At dying. All. Their own camera charisma was perfect i feel like you could chop someone's arm off mid-scene and then they will give you like the best like handstand in your life which is wild like i i i feel like i don't have it in me to do that for performances i i i i I can't i i just can't yeah um (laughs) and cosmo's like uh don's like can you believe this and cosmo's like what i get it she's irresistible she told me herself (laughs) (laughs) I love all of Cosmo's lines. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what have I then, got? I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're talking, or we see Don and Cosmo are walking out. Um, they're out on the street, and Don ends up just getting mobbed by fans, which I want a souvenir, and they're just like, like literally <laughs> tearing so his clothing to shreds. You just saw scenes of like, like the men and women literally just like punching him in the face. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I love you so much. I've never understood that behavior, like like real or exaggerated, of the whole like fans chasing like a celebrity or something like that. I, I don't get it. It's like if you do like them and you respect their work, why are you attacking them? I don't get well, have it. Have <laughs> you met Nathan Fillion in person? I have not. I cannot say that I have. And I cannot be held responsible for my actions if I do. <laughs> I, was, I, like, I was going in my head real fast. I'm like, pick someone, pick someone that like Raven may lose her actual mind over. And that's what it came up with. That's fair. Him or like Neil Patrick Harris, who I have endless, endless respect for. So, yeah. Okay. So he, they're getting mobbed. Um, and he's like, call me a cab. And then Cosmo was like, oh, my best friend is getting mauled to death. You're a cab. <laughs> and just, so Gene Kelly just parkours away. Like, beautifully. He, like, he jumps onto... So I thought he was going to be a normal person and get onto the trolley. But he jumps onto a person's hood, then jumps on top of a trolley, flips down onto a car, and then jumps into an open convertible. And I was just like, bro... 
<laughs> I mean, it worked. It was amazing. But I was, I was like, okay, I, I get it. You were a stuntman. We understand. But like, what if there's like fans like that on the trolley? True. You don't know. There's a lot of people. Indeed, there are. And clearly, he's. they literally say that he's a household name. So. Yeah. And so he jumps into um, Kathy's car. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy Selden, played by Debbie Reynolds. And then she's just like, what the actual fuck? Someone help me. You're a crim. Like, she was yeah. like, what are you doing? What are you? In- are you insane? She was like, I've seen your face before. You must be a criminal. Like, officer, officer. Um, and then the, the officer comes over man. and she's like, oh, Don Lockman. He's like, like, how you doing? And then she like feels dumb and she's like, oh, nothing's wrong. Driving off. He's like, yeah, I'll drop you off at your house or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then this is where, uh, Don gets gross. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so it's like very obvious moves of like putting his arm around her, like moving like in close classic, to her. It's like the classic like move you would do in middle school. Like you're sitting somewhere. With like the yawn like, and the. <laughs> I would say even better. Um, it's like, let's count shoulders. One, two, One, two. three, four. <laughs> If you're a pirate, would you have a parrot on this shoulder or this shoulder? You know, the classics. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, and so he's very obviously, like, trying to get in close to her, um, trying to flirt with her and all sorts of stuff. And she's just talking, you know, being a normal person. Um, and then at one point she says, uh, I forget the exact quote, but she's basically talking about how, like, film actors aren't real actors because you're not yeah. even saying lines. Which... Like we learned in the movie, is true <laughs> for a lot of these <laughs> because people. Because once they had to start saying lines, shit went downhill real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because he was, yeah. You've seen one. You've seen them all. And then he just like takes his arm off and is like horribly offended. Yeah, and um, I love how she's like, uh, she's like doing the faces and the expressions that they do for like silent films. And I was just like, pantomime yes. is not acting. <laughs> is what is she? Is like what pantomime she's is its own skill. It's just not the same skill as acting. Yeah, and then um, then he was like, well, what do you do? And she was like, uh, I'm an actor on the stage. And he was like, what have you been in? And she was like, well, I hope to be. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Got it. This highfalutin <laughs> actress patron <laughs> off the stage. How dare I speak in front of you? Um, and it's wonderful. I was I like, love- at that point, I was like, I like this. But then he gets gross again, and he was, like, you know, really forcing himself on her. It was um, very awkward. Very uncomfortable, not okay. Um, but then she, like, beats him off, and she's basically like, dude, I will fucking kick your ass. <laughs> and then like, he was like, oh, I will not molest you, um, is his words. Yeah. Um, and he's like, farewell, Ethel Barrymore. I must tear myself from your side. And it's just like, yes, go away. And from the car. <laughs> And then she just laughs because he was like, I'm an actor. I can actually do whatever I want, but you're so above me. I shan't. And then like, (laughs) I shan't. I shan't. I can't stand him. Um, man. Um, and so then we see Kathy like going to the same mansion because originally Cosmo and Don were going to MF Simpson's. Mm-hmm. house for like a party yeah um, and then she like arrives there too and she's like one of the like coconut girls dancers whatever 
I, yeah, I forget the exact word she used, but clearly yeah. some sort so, of dancer or performer. Like, or entertainer. like she was, she, like you can tell, like she will be an entertainer at this party. Yes. Um, and then so you see the party. Um, Lena has all the guys around her. Um, Zelda straight up killing it on the dance floor per usual. Um, Cosmo was like, "Yeah, I can, I can get you into the movies." And it was like, "Dude." <laughs> this is not okay because this is actually okay. what happens in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they get to MF Simpsons. Like everyone, take your seats. RF. I have something to show you. R. I keep on saying MF. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Motherfucker Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he's uh, he's like, oh, you know, I have something new to show you guys. Um, and then uh, what was it, Cosmo, who's just like, oh, you can't have a party without showing a, a movie. It's Hollywood law. Yeah. I was just like, Cosmo, I like you. Um, and so yeah, so basically, he shows them an example of a talking picture, mm-hmm. um, where it's like him. Is it actually him? Because he looks really different. It's uh, Julius Tannen. It's a different actor. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's a guy talking and saying like, oh yes, this is a talking picture. Notice how the sound is actually synchronized up with my lips and moving. Then, like all <laughs> dumbass Americans and people when there's new technology, who who are you talking from behind the screen? Get out. Is that a person in that tiny box of yours? Get out. Like, just, it's just like, have an open mind. Yeah. Um, why, and why, all... like, why do you have to speak right now? There's like, here's something I want to show you, then I'll explain. I'm showing you. And they're just like, this is making sense. You're crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then they're all just like, oh, this is just a fad. This is like a freak thing. It's not actually going to catch on. And they're just like, oh, yeah. And I think it was Cosmo was like, oh, that's the same thing they said um, with like, the horseless carriages came out and I'm like, I legitimately forgot that that's what cars used to be called was a horseless carriage. And it made me uncomfortable because I don't care for that very much, but you want your horses to be free like spirit. Indeed. Spirit style of the Cimarron, the best animated film to ever be created. Also. Okay. I like brought that up to my friends and they're like, that is like the skim milk of movies. That movie. And I'm I'm deeply offended on the podcast. (laughs) I've never seen it. Yeah, so then um, they finished talking about the talking picture. Um, and, and then they're they... like, this is the new technology. Warner Brothers has this one coming out called The Jazz Singer, which um, that's like Al Jolson. Is that his name? They like, who's like an old, like older, like around this time, like singer, performer, actor. I'm pretty sure from The Jazz Singer. Very vaudeville, you know. Mm-hmm. problematic um kind of movie but it was like the first like um talky motion picture so that's real oh, okay interesting yeah that they're referencing so they're like kind of like poke like referencing poking fun at that yeah um which i guess also helps to like date when the story is meant to sort yeah. of take place um yeah and so then they they're all, yeah, they're all just like, oh, this is not going to be a thing. They're just going to have this one movie. It's going to crash and burn. Like, this is the traditional way. Once again, the whole idea of like, this is how we've always done it, you know? Um, which I found really interesting because I didn't really expect the reaction to talking pictures to be like that. I don't know why, because I've seen how history has reacted to every other development in technology and history. But I don't know, to me, it was always just like, 
the development of silent films was more of a necessity because they couldn't like they didn't know how to incorporate like sound and dialogue and like all of that stuff um yeah in the way that they learned but then it was just like oh once that technology becomes available now we can do that so that's why i expected it to be and they were all just like nah this is bullshit and i was just like okay that's that's one way to you know look at the situation um yeah and then um there's a surprise so they have like a big celebration cake wheeled out and then surprise from within the cake (laughs) tis i Ethel Barrymore. (laughs) It's Kathy. Um, And so she like jumps out and like sees Don and Don's like, who's laughing Looky, looky here. He is loving it. And then they get into the song. um, All I do is dream dream of you, which is also a very catchy song. So it's from Sadie McKee, 1934. Um, this is, like, the version is different. This is more of, like, an upbeat, like, flapper mm-hmm. version. Um, the original song is definitely slower. Um, and, like, is more used as, like, a love ballad from Sadie McKee in okay. Um But it's real fun. Um, I really like this song. So, like, because, like, so Kathy comes out, starts dancing with like the rest of the women and it's kind of like if you would have a synchronized swim team yes in a ballroom yeah like even the outfits the little like caps that they wear very much look kind of like swim caps actually (laughs) yeah um but i found it interesting because one of the things i think is really interesting about like older dances and stuff is like the charleston didn't the charleston used to be considered a sort of like inappropriate dance when it first came around but it's hip but it, indeed it is hip if not i will okay so also like these dancers reminded me very much of you know betty boop yes based off of you know based off of um esther jones which is just great and, like it just like yeah baby esther um it's just that, like a so, really cute little like outfit like get up I like yeah, it. it's just it just reminded me of like Esther Jones, Betty Boop kind of like behavior, mm-hmm. um, dancing, and they're like killing it with the dances. You can definitely tell. Um, it's really fun to see Don's reaction to this, but Debbie is like, "But I am a performer. I shall <laughs> perform," and like crushes it. Yeah, and so then afterwards, um, we see. Kathy and Don talking, um, and Don is like still kind of being an ass about it. Um, yeah. And Kathy's just like, oh, like I'll show you, and then goes to get like basically like, cream pie, I think, um, and goes to smash it okay. in Don's face, but he ducks very quickly and instead smashes He's it. He's nimble. He's a dancer. <laughs> and instead smashes it in Lino's face, and she very obviously um given lena's character and also having a pie in the face gets very and, like, upset don literally has to hold her back because at that point i was like <laughs> thinking like lena is very much this kind of like she like seems very like above it all is like oh i'm better than you kind of thing but when she gets pie in the face i was like oh no that's not her that's someone you never want to get in a fight with because she will take you down <laughs> i was like I was like lena you couldn't She's even like see her face because of like... the pie but like her face was just like this bitch about to catch these hands 
Oh, man, it was so funny. And she was like, she was like, I'm literally going to murder you in, in yes. front of all these people. I'm going to get away with it because this is what you deserve. Yeah. Um, so Kathy just bolts. Um, and then Don goes after her, but she's like drives off. She's just like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get out of here. So now they're back at the studio. Yes. And this is like, how long did they say? It's like three weeks later from the party. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so at this point, they're filming oh, a... Oh, cheers. Oh, yes. Cheers. Clunk. Clink. Drink number two. Um, yes, yeah, so this time, um, they're filming a new silent film, um, again, starring Don and Lena. Um, this is where we find out the jazz singer was like a hit. Um, that's right. And yes. then they're like walking, talking about it, talking about Kathy. We see like all these different sets going on, which was like pretty cool. Um, yeah, to see like all like, these different like movies being made in the background. Yeah. Um, and then find out that she lost her job at the Grove because because she of, pied Lena. Yeah, yeah. So we just find out she lost her job because of it. And then um, Cosmo tries to like cheer him up. Um, yeah and we get and, into the song yeah continue yeah and so we get into the song make him laugh which i i really like this song i really like this scene and the performance of it i think uh what is his name donald o'connor yep does a phenomenal job in the scene just like his body movements i like ironically despite the name of the song, I actually wasn't laughing the whole time because I was so dumbstruck by how his body was moving. Yeah. Like, and I I don't know, do you know if they like sped up his movements or if that's just how quickly he's moving? I think that's how quickly he's moving. But Which I have a lot to wild. say about this song. Yeah, go ahead. So first, um, so like, okay, so like they realized that um, Donald Connor didn't have like his own like song um, and nothing that, like, they had in this collection before. Because, yeah, Arthur Freed, he, and, like, Freed and Brown, what they wanted to do, kind of like an American in Paris, like, take, like, how American in Paris took a bunch of Gershwin songs and adapted that to a movie, mm-hmm. similarly for their own works, but they didn't have something that would fit. So they, like, came up with something new called Make Em Laugh, which is very, very, very similar to be a clown um from cole porter's uh 1947 musical the pirate with mm-hmm. gene kelly so now i'm going to show raven that clip and then we're going to talk about how similar they are okay and we're back raven okay before we get into the similarities you look amazed I am. Yeah, that's that's I that's just... Gene Kelly choreography and the unmatched talents of the Nicholas brothers. So here's my thing, and this is just once again the amazing stamina of dancers because a lot of those dance moves are often used as legitimate like workout routines, like as exercises, and they're just going through just them and doing them and posing and smiling. It's like I, I just. I just don't understand. Okay, now, how similar do you find that to Make Him Laugh? 
incredibly almost it's almost identical that like there are sources that say like they had like permission but it's like seems kind of sketchy um yeah this song did also remind me of and i wasn't sure if this other song was meant to be like a parody or a particular like a specific reference to this but it did also really remind me of make it gay from the producers just like the melody and kind of like the overall tone of it apparently Um, cole porter um said he like didn't mind or like he didn't like sue or like anything like that um so they're like oh yeah it was fine but like it was definitely it seemed like that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that there was permission yeah. it just means that he chose not to litigate yeah. and so yeah oh yeah during this so donald o'connor so he smoked would smoke like four packs of cigarettes a day oh wow and so after this performance had to go to the hospital I I can imagine like like uh, like because exa- like his lungs breathe. just like couldn't handle it like he legit went to the hospital after like this performance especially the backflips what the heck yeah that and and again like just like with um Debbie Reynolds during Good Morning like you would never know you would never I know. never would have known it is insane what actors go through for their craft for the theater <laughs> like um uh, like in. <laughs> wasn't that funny like like in lord of the rings um i think it's the two towers yeah when um aragorn and legolas and gimli are chasing uh pippin and mary and they find the the orc camp where like they were all murdered by the riders of rohan um and aragorn uh kicks the helmet and then does a like dramatic well-known scream like Viggo Mortensen actually broke his toe, which is like now a well-known yeah. thing. Like Viggo Mortensen actually like broke That's his toe so doing fun. that, and just carried on acting. And it's just like, or like in um in Django Unchained when Leonardo DiCaprio mm. broke sli- the glass and, and completely cut up his hand and just kept going. Yeah, and everyone was just like, "Are you okay? What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> and he was just like, "No, the show must go on." Like it's wild. Um, totally. So yeah, very impressive um on donald o'connor's part um yeah and so so this song we'll actually talk about the song um but it's also very much like honestly all you need is like a cheap laugh once in a while and you're good it's like our equivalent of like a fart joke yeah and and i like that because i feel like there are so many people that feel like they're above that oh i'm not above anything I am and, and it's just like garbage. there's nothing wrong with the <laughs> same. Um, there's nothing wrong with a cheap laugh because it's still a laugh. And like <laughs> at the end of the me. day, like hey, poop's it's funny. still gonna get me. <laughs> and it's just like, can you make the wittiest, highbrow, like highest brow joke and comedy and dialogue and all that stuff? Absolutely. Will I watch that and enjoy it? Absolutely. Like, Will I still laugh at a fart joke? Like, Absolutely. Exhibit A. Raven, guess what? What? Chicken bud. <laughs> My dad used to do that all Classic. <laughs> oh, man. It's just like little things like that. It's like, is witty, highbrow comedy Big good and entertaining? All yes. about it. I, I love a Are good... Are the cheap I jokes love fun a too? well-crafted, educated joke. But if yes. I see... Like, uh, someone throws a baseball off screen, it shatters glass, and you hear a cat screaming. And you hear cat meow? I'm still I will gonna be able laugh. To 
Yeah. Uh, so now, yes, and that—that's the entire idea of this yeah. song. And so now we're at the point we see like Don and Lena, um, all like done up in their um, um, outfits for their like new movie. And yeah. Lena's just like, and Lena was looking very Marie Antoinette, yes. which I wasn't sure if that was who she was supposed I to be playing so. or just like, yeah. Um, and Lena's just like, this wig is huge. Who would, who in their right mind would wear this? And they're like, everyone used like, to. And she was like, well, everyone's an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the point. I'm just like, honestly, everything she's saying, I'm like on her side. Oh my god. But like, do you I, disagree? I felt that line. I felt that. I think line. there's a like. Out of the characters in this movie, the, like, certain lines of, like, them, I think I like her lines the most. And I'm just like, yes, yes, I'm with you. That's fair. I think that's Cosmo for me. I loved Cosmo's lines. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so we find out that Lena is specifically the reason that Kathy got fired because she told them yeah, to And then she her. was like, yeah, she's lucky. If I ever saw her... That's just the beginning. And <laughs> I'm just like a bully. <laughs> like 100%, no one is, no one is, uh, 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 doubting you. That's, that's the word that I was you looking get, for. It took you that long to find the word doubting? <laughs> you are, you have such an immaculate vocabulary. Um, <laughs> and like, not in a way, like, and I know we joke about this, like, but not in a way that's pretentious. It like actually like fits in like the conversation you're using um thank you but the fact you couldn't think of the word doubtful is something i relate to because that's usually the extent of my vocabulary uh it was hard anyway yeah so i, I really like this scene because i love how don and lena are just like shit talking to each other but like still acting very much in love because they're being filmed right now and you and i was watching it and i was like honestly without the audio I could 100% see this being a very romantic, very loving scene. But then you add in the audio and you're just like, ha ha, y'all hate each other. And it's great. Yeah. And he's like, I'd like to break every bone in your body. And she was like, oh, you don't mean that. You love me. We're together. Um, how can you kiss me like that and like not feel that way? And then he's like, meet the greatest actor what? in the world. <laughs> Like, oh, girl, he does not like you. Um, but also, I hate, in especially old films and movies and stuff, when people kiss like that. Like, that's not how fun. you kiss. You don't just you don't just lock your lips together and then, like, move your head around. As someone that's who's been how. alone in quarantine for months now was not into it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that sad? Like... Keep it in. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so then, um... So they're gonna shut down for a few weeks. RF, yeah, so RF comes in and it's just like, oh, the jazz singer was a hit. Everyone's it's doing, doing really it. well. We have to do it. We're shutting this down and we're gonna convert this to a talkie. Yeah. And then, I love Cosmo's line, uh, when he's like, oh, we're shutting this down, just, like, we're not doing this. Uh, he's like, at last, I can start suffering and write that symphony. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> like, not oh, yet, Cosmo. you're going to be head of our music department. And he's like, I shall stop. He's like, oh, at last I can stop suffering and write that <laughs> symphony. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and then, what is, what, I, I, I didn't write it down, I just wrote down her line. Lena's line. Um, and it was about, she says, don't uh, like don't everybody 
um, what did she say? I think they were like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. It was like, I've, do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Uh, I'm like really struggling because I like didn't write it down. I was like, oh, I'll remember. Uh, Idiot. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I think it's when, is it when they're talking about their voices? Like the fact that they're going to have to talk? Uh, yes. And I think one of them alludes to the fact that Lena does not have, like people don't like the sound of her voice. Or, or they don't like the sound of... Is it I don't think they, like, allude to it. They're, like, talking about that. And then um, she she just says something along the lines of... I, I, like, have no idea. But they weren't alluding to her. But when she says, don't everybody, the rest of the cast are like, oh, no! <laughs> so, major plot point. They're moving to talking pictures. And, like, they're... Biggest star has a voice that will not be well received to the people. Not at Which all. Which in like some not scenes, I think it's fine. It's yeah, it's not terrible in certain scenes, no. um, but it's just like it doesn't fit yeah. in some okay. scenes. So then, yeah. like talkies are a hit, and then we get like a montage of like different talkies that are going on. So it's called the Beautiful Girl Montage. Yeah. So we have four different songs that they go back and forth singing. And it's very colorful, mm-hmm. dancing, kind of like showcasing like in the news. Like this is the new thing. This is this, this yes. is huge. This is the new hip trend. So we got I've Got a Feeling You're Foolin' from uh, Broadway Melody of 1936. And this song reminded me of us because there's these like women dancing with like cocktail shakers. Yeah, I liked that. I got a feeling. I really liked their outfits for like the piano keys yeah, and stuff. The, it was the really claps cute. on it. Mm-hmm. And then we have the um, the song is the wedding of the painted doll from the Broadway Melody, um, which was in 1929. Um, super creepy, but there's this one part. It's kind of like a like a weird shimmery green screen thing, and you just see the women's mm-hmm. like legs, like kind of can can, mm-hmm. kind of like sitting down, crossing each other, like in a line pretty cool yeah i thought that was a really cool yeah, effect. I, yeah yeah i really liked it um then we have should i and that's from uh lord byron of broadway in 1930 so it's this guy really just like singing the micro uh, uh megaphone um and we have beautiful girl from stage mother in 1993 1933 um and it's just like the transitions between these different songs um it's very colorful it's very manic it's a lot yes. all at once. And it's very much like kind of emphasizing like this is a craze. Yeah. Like this is now the big thing like the public's going crazy for. It. Everyone wants to see this now. Yeah. Um, and I, I found it really interesting during the beautiful girl section uh, when he was pointing out the different like fashions and the different models and Which stuff. Which one was your favorite? Some of the... Um, the one, I don't remember what the description for it was, but it was like it was like a beach sort of outfit it was like the swimsuit oh, like a like, dark teal with like an like, umbrella behind her you, like don't be too modest and it's just like oh yeah full skin covering basically <laughs> <laughs> oh but i like some of the positions that the models were, like standing oh, like the in, tennis I was, one like, yeah I was, like, and it's like how long have they had you standing yeah. in that honey i feel bad <laughs> yeah um they like one of the lines at first i was like uh like, what are they saying? And they're like, the guy was like, all these beautiful girls. And they're like, the best part, you're over 16. And then I like looked up what the age of consent was. 
in the 1920s yeah. and in 26 states it was 16 um, mm-hmm. and then in other states it was 18 and i think in georgia it was 14 yeah that does not surprise me yeah and no, it, yeah because it used to be gross, gross, like gross, society gross, gross. yeah like that's my gross culturally, song a long time of, ago it was 14 uh, blues clues blues skidoo we can too gross 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 yeah um okay so so we see like the other like women and stuff uh that one woman is like to like impress in court totally murdered someone oh 100 and also the other the other woman with like the long sleeves is like who knows what you can't hide in there nothing they're sheer you can see see everything and also they are not weight bearing (laughs) sleeves you like they'll just fall out Mm mm-hmm 100 percent. and then we find out that um kathy is going to be casted as zelda's kid sister in an upcoming film so zelda played by rita morana um yes and then and then uh, uh while she's Simpson talking to is like yeah i can do whatever i want it's like my studio because yeah they were talking and they're like oh kathy was one of the dancers during beautiful girl and like admit it was like hey sorry i didn't tell you i was the one that threw the cake at lena yeah so just take that information as you will. i'm sorry thank you for the opportunity and Arf was like, I can do whatever I want. I run this studio. It's my studio. Just nobody tell Lena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I really liked, in a lot of this movie, I really liked Arf's character. Because it did seem like he was trying he was to trying his honestly best. help Kathy. Yeah, like he was honestly trying like, you know, you're a talented young woman. Like, I want to help your career. I want to put you in my movies and stuff like Without that. Without being Once that they'll do well without being gross and also like he also recognized like hey lena sucks we all hate her i recognize that i have to like pander to her in certain cases but yeah you know i recognize that i have to pander to her in some cases but like you're very talented and i want you in my movie yeah and then don like cosmo is like there and cosmo go gets don and don like speaks up like vouches for her as well and then yeah um, we see just them. They're kind of like talking and stuff. And then Kathy was like, oh, won't Lena mine? I like, I read you in the fan magazines. And then Don's like, oh, so you read. Like, oh, so you read the fan magazines. You read People. You watch E.T. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, you know, I might buy like seven or eight. Oh, no, at first she says, oh, I read, you know, like when I'm going to the dentist. The or the salon. Hair salon, like everyone reads them like that yeah and then she was like also i may have bought like seven or eight of them like no big deal mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um and then what was it she was like oh you know like now that i think about it i think i've actually seen like eight or nine yeah of your like but you have he... such great chemistry in all your pictures and he's like did you say all, all? my pictures m'lady <laughs> <laughs> he also i really liked his outfit in this scene he was it was very dashing. He is a dashing fellow. Um, Indeed he is. Okay, and then this is what I have a problem with. And he was like, there's something I want to say to you, but I need to say it in the right place. So they go to the like studio lot, and he's opening the door. Mm-hmm. The sign clearly says... <laughs> clearly says... Clearly says, <laughs> the door is supposed to stay closed at all times, sir. 
and he just opens it up and then like messes with all the equipment and does not close the door back. That was also Campbell. This is why we're best friends because for the like that no, d- despite despite me enjoying the aesthetics of this scene, that was also my thought the entire time. Like, it's like, hey, you gonna close that door back? Because there was a very, very legible sign. Yeah, like, like they like just passed it, but I had enough time. It was big enough that I, the audience, the viewer, the critique, um, <laughs> could see it and read it. Yes. So, and also you work there, so you should know. Yeah. That so he like turns anywhere. like the fans on the the lights, five hundred kilowatts of stardust, which is like, very romantic. Man knows how to set a scene. He's an actor. Because it was romantic af. So we get into the song You Were er, Meant For Me, which is from Broadway Melody in 1929. And it's very, like, lovey-dovey. Um, their dancing is very... Um, oh, what's the song called in La La Land? La La Land got a lot of inspiration from Singing in the Rain, if you could tell. Yeah, like, now, like, thinking back about the movie, I can definitely see that. Um, oh, What a Lovely Night. Oh, yeah. This is what the I dancing reminded me of. Well, yeah. Oh, Okay, opposite. I saw the singing in the rain like a million times before I saw La La Land. So La La Land's mm-hmm. A What a Lovely Night reminded me of You Were Meant For Me in Singing in the Rain. I can see, like looking back to that scene, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought this was like a really cute song and I like the style of dancing in this song. Um, I really, really liked. I thought it was like, it was very simple, especially compared to a lot of their other routines during this movie. Yeah. Um, but, but you, you can still it's very like so difficult still. Yes, and very still very put together and very cute, and it just like worked very like very perfectly within and, the scene. I'm saying very a lot, and I don't know how to stop. Don't. But, um, but this, okay, so this song, this was really like her first, like. Well, this isn't her first, like, dancing song, but, like, the other song she danced to, like, when she was with other women, and, like, in Beautiful Girls, it was very much as a unit. It wasn't, like, she was yes. showcased, per se. This is the first song she is, so, like, with the information I told you about her dancing experience, can you tell it all? Not at all. She did so well. It's incredible. Yeah. And in the, and even the fact that this is a simple routine compared, like, with the caveat of compared to their other performances, like, this is still, like, this still has a lot of technique. Um, it's still not necessarily an easy routine to do if you were very new to dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very impressed by her, by her performance. I was already, but especially knowing that she was not a trained dancer before this film, even She's more so. gymnast. Yeah. Which is also insane. Debbie Reynolds. Oh. Debbie Reynolds. Gosh. Um, oh. Yeah, so they're totes in love, as the kids say. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, um, and then, yeah, and so then... Yeah. yeah, and so then we see a bunch of newspaper headlines, or there's a newspaper headline that's like... Um, Hollywood starts talking or something and then says big bonanza for diction coaches and I just loved that. I mean <laughs> I love the word bonanza <laughs> or any any name that has the word palooza in it. Uh, I love okay, it automatically. So last time <laughs> I was in Okay, so then we get to uh Phoebe Dinsmore, diction coach played by Kathleen Freeman. 
um, who's been in, he was she was like in the original Nutty Professor, um, the Blues Brothers, oh, okay. both of them. Um, one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm watching still high school, so I don't know like if it still holds up. But she was in the final Naked Gun movie, a uh, Naked Gun thirty three and a half. The final insult is the title. <laughs> Never heard of that movie series. We'll watch them. Um, oh. But she is doing her best to teach Lena how to speak um, more theatrically. Um, ta, te, ti, to, tu. Ta, ti, tai, to, tu. She just like can't <laughs> do it. I just love when she's just like, I can't stand I him. I can't stand him. I can't him. stand him. That's what I'm saying. Can't. 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 Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I love that. But it. like, she, like, when you see the progression and she does, like, you can tell she's working really hard. And in a lot of situations, she does get a lot better. So I don't I appreciate like, when people so- are laughing about her voice. Because she's trying so, so I, hard. The thing I find interesting is that... She can't, she can't so help you, it. <laughs> she, you, you can tell she's trying because the interesting thing is certain of her words change. But the rest of them are still in the weird accent. Because it's hard. So she'd be like, as I someone, can't as stand someone <laughs> who has gone through like speech classes, it's difficult. I still think about how to pronounce words with the letter R correctly. Mm-hmm. Like the most helpful uh, Ms. Silverstein was my um, speech teacher in elementary school. Um, like when you're saying a word with an R, you like grin as you say it. And like, I still think about that, especially when I drink a lot. I like okay. can easily flip or I can like easily talk. Yeah. Like uh, when we were talking about in Forbidden last episode, what um oh the wasis wives ah <laughs> uh, yes um which i i find interesting i i think that's Waven. definitely like i think that's definitely my my like my own privilege because like, i've never had issues with like speech or addiction um i can tell and so i, I do you were f- a debutante <laughs> indeed i was a debutante <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I find it I find it like really interesting watching class like this, and it actually it made me think of, um, you know that the King's speech. Job. She's a speech pathologist. Yeah, I remember her talking about that, which I I find such a cool field. But it made me it made me think of the King's speech. Yeah. with Colin Firth, which I love That's that a movie. Good I think movie. it's so good. It's so good. Also, Helen Bonham Carter. Uh, so, uh, uh. yeah. So anyway, um, anyway, she's trying her best, um, and then we see. On um, Don's side, his coach, which is not given a name, but Bobby Watson, um, who has been in a lot of things. After 1942, he was like the go-to person to play Adolf Hitler. Fun fact. Oh, interesting. Okay. So um, he's just doing a bunch of tongue twisters, which are fun. I do think they're fun. I love doing like little tongue twisters and... um vocal warm-ups like that what's your go-to vocal warm-up okay so my my real one is um whether the weather be cold whether the weather be hot we'll be together whatever the weather whether we like it or not that's my actual like real one for when i, I think it's amazing used to do like, like drama I asked this question assuming you have one which is not a normal thing to have i think 
<laughs> as in this is like the uh, only that was... thing that you've been like that you would need something like that for and you've never done that so far <laughs> this is episode what a billion you have never done that this is the first i've ever heard you say that wild well no because i did it wild. i did it um senior year of high school when i was in like the drama club um, um but my favorite one, my favorite like comedic one. So this was actually from like Anchorman. I think it was I think it was a Vine. No, I think it was like a Vine or something that someone did. Um, but it was a Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam that they Neeson. Did. Neeson. Yeah, say, can you say it? Yeah, it's, it. it's yeah, it's Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's knees, son. Liam Neeson's knees on his knees on his knees on a Nissan. Uh, that's a good Vine. Ah uh, man, I <laughs> so, love so Vine. So listeners, I was watching listeners. So the, watching so many Vine the compilations this week. <laughs> I love Vine. I I miss Vine more than certain dead relatives of mine. Um, John Mulaney quote. <laughs> you better keep this in. Can you hear my vocal warm up? Yes. Ah! Oh, God. <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> Did you really not expect that, Raven? You know me so well, but you didn't like... I don't know why I never expect it. Like, I... I, sc- I love screaming. It's so much fun. You really do? Like, more than an average person, I feel like. <laughs> okay, so then, so, yeah, doing a bunch of tongue twisters. Cosmo's just, like, being a dick about it. Just, like, this guy's, like, just trying to do his yeah. job. And he's doing it very yeah, well. Yeah, and he was like, ooh, another fun one. He's like, oh, this is my passion. This is my craft. This is what I'm actually interested in. This is what I love doing. Here's a fun one. Yeah. Yes, of course. Let's keep doing this. And they're just, like, you know, patronizing him. Dicking around. And then we get into the song Moses Supposes, um, which is borderline assault. They are assaulting this man. <laughs> they are, really they are. lost their minds. Because, like, we see, you know how in musicals people, like, start dancing, but that's just, like, they get into, like, a musical world. We see in yes. Singing in the Rain that they don't do that. It's, it's pretty much these actors just... We are led to believe they just normally dancing scene like this in real life. They live yes. theatrically in real life. Um, and so... <laughs> and they deserve Tony Awards I for agree. it. I agree. And so they... 30 Rock yeah. reference. <laughs> um, and so, again, to Moses Supposes, which is like, you know, basically a song based off of, like, the tongue twister, Moses Supposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like... Do these people not have manners? Uh, apparently not. They're like grabbing because... the coach and like moving around, d- moving his appendages to dance with them while they're like doing this. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then at one point, um, uh, then I was so like, nice tap dancing. On... Though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, and yes, real quick. So they sit the coach on the desk. And then just start piling stuff. Like furniture. They like take trash out of the bins and like throw it everywhere. And just start fluttering. They're literally descending into insanity. And I was like, sir, why are you sitting through this? Like this poor diction coach who's just trying to do his job. But I will say Um, this brings up a fun thing. So if you see people like being ridiculous, how good does a person need to be before stopping it? Like, say... That's true. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, but it's, like, hard to because they're being crazy. Like, what if we see someone, like, rushing into, like, a hospital or, like, a government building and they have, like, a bunch of 
like knives and swords and they like start doing an act like obviously what are you doing you need to stop yeah how good do you need to be for someone to be like hold on let's see how this plays out <laughs> Ooh. because i think that's like the equivalent of this i agree i think like go to an oil refinery very... and then there's like a fire dancer but they're like talented <laughs> sorry fire's just been on my mind but they're like just like super talented. Be like, hold up, wait a second. They're pretty good. What'd you say? And then there's the <laughs> one sane person in the background and be like, it's like, why are you letting like, this happen? <laughs> why are you being complicit? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, and it is a very very impressive tap performance. Like it, just watching them do this. I think about halfway through, I had the thought like. I would be so out of breath. Like, even, even Knowing at my how most in shape. Knowing how heavy of a smoker Donald O'Connor was. Oh my four god! Four packs a day? Like, even at, even at my most in shape, like, when I was, like, a high school athlete, I would still, I think, I did track in middle school, hated it, then did cross country in high school, liked it a little more, and I did soccer from, like, fourth grade to, like, junior gotcha. year. Um, they just have two Yeah, so, e- anyway... <laughs> Uh, even at my most in shape, I think about halfway to two thirds of the way through this routine, I would have been on the ground wheezing, <laughs> just watching them do this. And then it just kind of ends. Like they finish the performance and the scene just kind of ends. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I feel like the diction coach was thinking the same thing. Just like, um, what? <laughs> it just stops. Um, and then we see, okay, so now they have the, like, sound equipment up, and they're, like, ready to start yes. filming um, with sound. And they are telling, they're having a lot of issues. The director, um, who, you know, bless him, Roscoe Dexter's character's name, Douglas Fowley. This poor director. Um, is his, the actor's name. Um, just, like how they're like acting and like the heads going back and forth of Lena. He's like, you have to speak into the mic. The mic is planted inside the bush. So it like made me think like they did have to like, this was all brand new to them. It's the first day of recording. They had to be real. Like there's a lot to figure out. And I did appreciate that Don was just like, Oh no, everyone's like tense. It's the first day of recording. We'll get it. Like, like speaking. Cause like Lena's like not doing it correctly. They're expecting a lot Mm -hmm. of her. For some guts brain. Honestly. This is when I started like really me, like, feeling for her. And like her uh dictation co- her diction coach is like repeat after me is like there and she's doing a lot better with like rounding out her like her tones. Um mm-hmm. and so then they're like modifying different things because she was like, I can't make love to a bush, which is like true. That's which is fair. fair. <laughs> so they put it like uh, like in her dress in her bosom. In her bosom. Um, and then you hear the heartbeat, so that doesn't work. So it was like yeah. cut, 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 and they put it on her shoulder, and then like it goes like in and out and in and out because they're like and acting she's still, like she's still yeah. acting. And this is, and this is also something that I think really highlights how different it is to switch between different forms of media because even just switching between. Um, like a stage performance versus a film performance, there are a lot of things that you inherently have to do differently. Yeah. And it's it's in the same thing where like with a silent film, 
there's obviously not the dialogue that you would normally have from that conversation. So all of the acting has to come through in your body movements, which means your body movements are going to, you're going to have much more body movements and they're going to be bigger, more exaggerated and stuff like that to keep, to captivate the audience's attention. Whereas with a motion picture that has sound to it and dialogue, the dialogue is what is important. The body language goes into that, but the dialogue is what the audience needs to hear and understand. So it's a very different from that time because they didn't have like boom mics and stuff. So it's a very different type of medium. It's a very different type of acting that you have to do. And so I I do agree that I think, especially for the first day of trying to do it, they were expecting a lot of them because it's just like, you should not have expected this to go well in the first, even the first few takes. They're, you know, manic. (laughs) Um, And then Don, even himself, he was like, Hey, I don't really like this line. How about this line? I love you. I love you. I love you. Instead of like, you know, actual dialogue. And actual lines? Yeah. Yes, that normal human being would say to another human and then being. they're like, fine, whatever. Just like, let's do this. Let's let's just try to get it done. And it's like, <laughs> okay, sweet. So then we get to like preview night where they like have like a s- small screening of it before it's like released to like different theaters. Um, yeah. Kathy is there. She's going to be in the balcony. Um, so it's the dueling cavalier, but talking. Um, and then it's just a mess. Yeah, so Kathy's there. She's going to be the, She's gonna be watching it. Um, a lot of sound problems, um, which makes me think, did you not yes. watch it beforehand? This, I literally wrote this down. I was like, who edited this? And then they did they, because at this point, yes, it's a private, like limited screening, but you were still at this point, like presenting this to the public in some yeah. limited way. And I'm just the like, pearls are did way not... too loud. It sounds like they're so loud. Every single time they toss or move a prop, it's the super loud. Is... And they're just, everyone's just like laughing. They hear laughing. a voice. Like it's a slap, she, like it's three stooges. She does do a lot better with like her diction she does um yeah. but then then she but she it's also say, noticeably like, different from... and then everyone starts laughing and then the like sound quality when she's like moving her head it's like loud soft loud soft it's like our like yeah. my audio from our first few episodes <laughs> which we did figure, we figure out it, out. it uh-huh. takes time we got it down and and yeah it's just computer like settings. did whoever was oh, editing was this did you not notice these issues or think to bring them up before just like watching, showing this like, to the just want to watch a uh, train wreck <sighs> and then they're like making That's fun fair. of like i love you i love you i love you um and i had to i had to keep pausing during the scene because i was just like this is so bad and then it gets re- even funnier because people walk out and they're like is there a comedy in there and there was like no it's the new don lockwood lena whatever her name <laughs> um film lamont and then the sound gets out of sync. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's so... But then they say it like three times and it's just like, who wrote this dialogue? I don't know. But so it like, looks like the man is like speaking for Lena and Lena speaking for like the villain. Um, and then afterwards, Lena's like, I liked it. She was entertained. Yeah. Tell me after. Um, yeah, so it's bad. Cheers. Cheers. So now in this part of the musical, um, it's kind of rainy, but then we're, we're back at Don's place and he has such a nice place. He does. Cause you can tell that he's 
just based on everything you've seen so far in this movie and also his house, like he's very clearly a very prolific actor yeah. that has done very well for himself. So, um, <laughs> and he's, and he's talking, um, he's saying to Kathy and, uh, Cosmo. Oh, like, you know, get a good look because it's going to be gone in a couple of, like, it's going to be gone tomorrow or whatever. This movie's just and they're just like, work. yeah. And Kathy's just like, Oh, don't think like that. And then Cosmo's just like, yeah, you know, besides it's Saturday. Bank's not going to foreclose until at least Monday. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, plenty of <laughs> things you can do with your life. Uh, you can dig ditches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, um, and then, they were all um, singing and stuff, or not singing. Um, then Kathy has the idea of like, oh, what if you turned it into a musical? Like gave it kind of like a new sort of fresh thing that you can do well because you can sing and dance better than you can just act and say lines and stuff like that. So why don't you play on your strengths? Yeah. Um, and he's just like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. That's what we're going to do. Like this is, it is officially a musical now. And I was just like, does the lead actor have the power to make that decision? I don't know. What like, not the director, yeah. not the producer, not the owner of the studio, just just the lead actor. Yeah. So then we get into the song Good Morning, um, which is what the drink is based off of. And it's from mm-hmm. uh, Babes in Arms from uh, in 1939. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, which, that was with Judy Garland? I think so. So yeah. this Good Morning took 40 takes. Yikes, no wonder her feet were bleeding. Yeah, yeah, so, um, like, it was like a 14... 14- Is that in a row? Do you I know? I don't know, but, like, it was like a 14-hour day. Oh, yikes. Like, shooting, like, this scene. Um, because it, like, looks like you, like, it looks like you're doing it in one take. I don't know if it was done in one take, but... Yeah. At least that's, like, what it appears to be. Also, hilarious. So they're, like, it's 1.30 a.m. They just got done eating a sandwich and a full <laughs> glass of milk. Who the fuck is drinking milk <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> at 2 a.m.? Who drinks a glass of milk by itself anyway? I, I, I had a glass of milk. Well, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, um, I don't put milk in my cereal. I do But know. I do have a glass of milk to go with my cereal. Which is so I don't weird. like my cereal Why? getting soggy and I don't want to eat fast. Then just eat it faster. Why? Why should I have to pressure myself to consume food? Why can't I go at my own pace? So anyway, the song Good Morning. um, Do you you relate to this song? Because to me, it's like, oh, how is it like 3 a.m.? Oh, yeah. Except instead of like (laughs) me like, you know, depressed and just being like, I can't believe I stayed up all night like doing this task or whatever. They were like, oh, oh, well, let's do a, a musical number. <laughs> well, yeah, no, because, like, I, I've had both sides of it, like, you've, you've leaving West... you <laughs> No, <laughs> shut up. But, like, like leaving West Hall at 3.30 in the oh, morning yeah. when birds are chirping outside? Yes, I've had that. But also, um, I've also had the staying up like watching a movie and just being so enraptured and like having so much fun and then you finish and you're just like well um it's 5 a.m i was going to wake up at 7 i don't feel tired i might as well just stay awake you know like i've had both of those um so yeah so then they get to the song and they're super happy about it um and then 
Don has the realization, he's like, oh, wait, guys, we can't do a musical. And they're just like, well, why not? And he's like, well, Lena, she's a triple, she can't act, she, she can't sing, she can't dance, she's a triple yes, threat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, well, how the fuck did she get famous in the first place? Was it just that she was pretty? Because she's not that pretty. Like, she's so pretty. Mean. But she's... No, that's not what I meant. We said during the Chicago episode that you hate women. No, what I meant was like, is the actress portraying Lena attractive? Yes, absolutely. But how I don't I don't think like I feel like if you can't act, sing, or dance, how are you a world-renowned actress? like in a series of films like just based on looks like i understand that it's silent film so it's mostly pantomime and it is like i just i just don't understand i don't get it (laughs) okay so yeah they're like yeah triple threat Uh, it's just like not gonna work and then cosmo's like wait a second what if we just milli vanilli this (laughs) (laughs) but yes um so literally uh, Kathy is like singing good morning, but Cosmo's in front of her and miming and voice Mm -hmm. acting was created. (laughs) Indeed. And he did very well. Yeah. Um, And then they're like, oh, you're a genius. And then Kathy and Don kiss. And then Cosmo was like, yeah, you're so smart for coming up to it. And then she kisses him. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) It was, it was just a little peck though. It was like a little... I don't, you, why, don't kiss your best, your, your, your fella's best friend on the mouth. That's fair. It's weird. I don't like it. Um, and <laughs> but, then I was um, like, oh, so yeah, they so together see... together. <laughs> They're not just drinking milk at 3 a.m. together. They are an item, <laughs> Campbell. They are, um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, what was it? What's the phrase? Uh, hop a jump, uh, what away? You know what I'm talking about? A hop, skip, a jump. A hop, a skip, jump away from betrothed um, was the sense <laughs> I was like trying to say. But there was like a lot of elements involved and I didn't know anything except me wanting to pronounce betrothed, betrothed. So I, I really <laughs> cherish you, Raven, for helping wow. me with that. But like, it was a good effect. I thought it was funny, right? You laughed. And that's what we do, to make each other laugh. I did enjoy it. Yes, I did. Uh, I am in a um, weird and mood. And so... <laughs> I've also been watching a I lot think of the, random, uh, the vodka like, and champagne are happening or helping. Uh, definitely. I definitely feel more relaxed. Good. So Don goes to drop off Kathy at her Ooh. house. <laughs> Ooh la la. Um, and it's, it's like a really cute scene. They're like walking together. He walks her home. I don't remember what the exact dialogue was, but it was really cute and kind of romantic. Um, and so they kiss and then she just like goes inside and then we go into the actual the like, full song, song. Me using the word correctly. singing in the rain. Um, Proud of you. I mean, I've used it incorrectly on purpose, but you have, and I think it's funny. I think so too. Um, okay. So fun fact about this song. So this song, it was not taken in one take. It was oh, like filmed across like a couple of days, but like during one of them. Uh, Gene Kelly had a horrible fever, like 101 to 103 degree fever, while filming this song. Which is deadly. Literally fatal. Yeah. That is um, both impressive and disturbing. 
Um, and also, they like, with all the rain and stuff, I think they were, like, during a drought or whatever. Um, but, like, set designers, um, so the raindrops would show up better on camera. They added milk to the water. Interesting. Now that you see, like, my background for Zoom is, like, him yeah. on the host. Can you see it now? Yeah, I can. Because that, that was one of the things I was thinking about because even when like when it rains in real life you can be staring out the window and not necessarily see the rain depending on the type of rain that it is and so i yeah i think it's really interesting how how well that's really cool i always love little things like that like when they especially with like food commercials when they show what they add to different things or what they use to make the food look the way it does Mm -hmm. like how they use like motor oil on pancakes instead of syrup and stuff like that to make it look they better. Put cardboard or they add glue in between the to cheese. Yeah, so he was definitely sick <laughs> during this and with like all the, you know, rain and milk falling on him, That's you could never tell. Wild. One of the, the the leap he does from the ground to the lamppost onto the pole. Oh my god. Ridiculous. Re ridiculous. But this song is very Especially much like considering that it is a it is a metal surface completely completely wet yeah like not easy to just jump onto. yeah yeah and so i think it's so funny because this song like he's like happy i'm just singing in the rain i cannot be bothered is the song yeah but like yeah. it's like 3 a.m so i like to think like people like they're like what is going on outside and they look outside and they see this maniac <laughs> just trotting around because like Which... as we've seen before it's not like they break out into musical numbers and everyone's doing it these people are just no. act like this. <laughs> people react to it. And I, I love, that's why I love the police officer that comes up just like, sir, are you on drugs? And he was like, like <laughs> I'm just singing and dancing in but also at, the rain. I, I do want to point out that at one point he like basically takes a shower in the gutter water. And I'm just like, I mean, sir, that's that like good crime splashing water. No, the the puddles, the puddles that he jumps into are, those are those are those are some prime puddles. Like that's that's good old five year old, you know. But yeah. and then he just gives the umbrella crack. away because at yeah. this point he's soaked. He has he pneumonia. He's soaked and he doesn't care anymore. Uh, he's um <laughs> he like has a fever. He's um you know in hysterics. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, so then, yeah, so then we go to RF's office and we see, um, Don and Cosmo are basically pitching, talking to RF about, yeah, pitching this new idea about the Dueling Cavalier being a musical. Um, and then RF is like, oh, well, that's a great idea, but it can't be the Dueling Cavalier anymore. Like that title no longer fits. So they're trying to think of new titles and Cosmo eventually comes up with the Dancing Cavalier. And Don and RF contributed nothing to that brainstorming thing. session. <laughs> um, and then they're just like, oh, like we need ideas for musical, like for musical numbers and new scenes. And once again, Cosmo comes up with all of it and Don and RF contribute Which nothing. Which is like what he comes up with. Like it is inventive to like use what you already had. It's not a good idea. It's like, that's not a, not really. that's not a good idea plot it's like i understand the efficacy of it but thank you but like it's not the best idea but i do love it's not the best um, idea but it is the worst (laughs) 
I love when you do that. <laughs> it's um, and then and then RF goes, Cosmo, remind me to give you a raise. And Cosmo's like, oh, hey, RF, give me a raise. I mean, I love oh, that. he was like, oh, great idea. He's like, here's a, have a cigar. It's like fully RF's cigars. It's, yeah, it's his cigars. It's his office. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, so they're like, this is what we're going to do. And how we're going to do it is we're going to have uh, Kathy dub for Lena. And Lena. It was like, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. They cannot know, like, she, Lena cannot know about they, this. Like, they will not know. never see each other on the lot together. She will, like, that's it. Because she will fully murder Kathy. And we know this for a yes, fact. She's always ready to throw hands. Okay, so then... Um, we get to the song, Would You, which is from San Francisco from 1936. So here, this is not Debbie Reynolds singing voice. Interesting. Yeah. So instead, it is a uh, bit noise. Um, so some things like she's been in, she's been like in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, like singing. She was singing in Cinderella. Um. But, like, the definitely the most emotional song I think she's, like, ever been a part of. And it, like, definitely, like, gets to me. Is, like, she's known for singing the song Baby Mine from Dumbo. Aww. Which, like, just thinking about the that song. That is a very emotional song. Very emotional. Like, Dumbo just wanted his mama. So anyway, that's the singing voice for Would You for Kathy. Um, and then we get to, so she's like singing the song. And then we get to Lena, who's also singing the song. And she's not doing a bad job. She's really not. Yeah, But like the joke is it's like, she's it's terrible. Okay. And I'm like, I think that's just mean. I don't like it. Her voice is just like not, or the voice that the actress is doing yeah. is just not good for, for it. this. Yeah. So yeah, like she's technically on pitch and stuff like that. It's just that her voice is not the voice for it. Yeah. Okay. And then we see, um, kind of like that scene, like would you, um, Cosmo, Don, and MF. I keep on saying MF. I don't know RF. why. Um, so or is it just RF and Don? Um, but. They, like, see it, and they're like, okay, how are we going to, like, is it all done? And Don's like, I have an idea for the last scene, like, the modern music for it. Cosmo, Cosmo is okay. there. I just don't think cool, he cool, says cool. anything during the scene. Yeah, so he yeah. is, okay. So they're like, oh, yeah, there's one more thing I want to, like, pitch to you. This is what we're going to do. Which, like, the actor has a lot of creative license for this production. Honestly, yeah. Okay, and so this, like, these next, like, ten minutes was a late addition interesting yeah um because it was like they saw how like well something like that happened in an american in paris so freed like suggested they like make something like that for singing in the rain um so like that's why like cosmo's not in this at all because he was like already moved on to his next like contractually obligated thing Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it was Francis the Talking Mule is what Cosmo was doing. Donald Connor was doing something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was definitely a late addition. So we get into Broadway Melody. So the Broadway Melody from the Broadway Melody 1929 was the song. Um, mm -hmm. 
and they're like you you we have six weeks to like get this done how do you do this in six weeks yeah and so they get into um don is describing his idea for the like modern dancing and modern music scene that they're going to do within the film um and it's really cool so it's basically um his character i guess in this in the scene um is trying to start his career like he's presumably just come to this like hollywood-ish type city um and he's like going to different agents being like oh like i gotta dance i gotta dance like trying to get some agent to pick him up Um, (laughs) and he eventually gets an agent to to cast or to work that was the director right that was roscoe dexter right i think so yeah um and which to me was kind of like reminiscent of Don Lockwood's actual career yeah, path, yeah. sort of like when he first got started. Because again, like when they first showed him and Cosmo, like they were just kids dancing and playing music in these little dive bars and stuff like that. And they had to find their way, even to him being a stuntman, you know, or them being musicians rather. Um, yeah, and so and so then he gets an agent to sign him and work with him and all this stuff, and he ends up becoming big, and then we see that he's doing his thing, he's doing a show, he's dancing and all this other stuff, enjoying his new life and his work, and then he is seduced by this oh young woman. My. She, yeah, Sid Charisse, if that's how you pronounce her name, um, last name C H A R I S S E. Mm-hmm. Charisse. I think that's how you pronounce okay, it. Yes. Yeah. So she, such a talented person. Um, she was, so she was like a dancer. She was in like a few things, but she was in this production, uh, uh, Ziegfeld, uh, Ziegfeld Follies with Fred Astaire and dance with them. I think it was like an uncredited role. But, like, from this, she, mm-hmm. like, got a contract with the MGMs. Like, you have to be in so many things. Um, and, like, she was actually going to be in An American in Paris, but she was pregnant, so she, like, couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. So she, like, because of that, she has been, like, in so many, many things that they're, like, who is this person? She is so talented. And it's really interesting that, like, so this like choreography um by gene kelly he purposefully choreographed it in a way so it didn't look like she was taller than him but she was much taller than him and just i always think things like that are interesting like the concept of robert downey jr (laughs) yes honestly yes (laughs) but i think it's really cool when they do things like that to make the two individuals look different heights than they actually are in real life. Yeah. Yeah, so with the, yeah, the song Broadway Rhythm from Broadway Melody of 1936, which actually came out in 1935, whatever. Um, when, like, yeah, everyone's dancing, we see her. Do you think the coin flipping is so funny? I do th- I Like, Harvey Dent so over I, here is just be like, do you live or die? That's literally, that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, who is just randomly flipping a coin? Like, I understand that it's kind of like a tie between the characters mm-hmm. and stuff. But who is just randomly flipping a coin like that? They're not even like flipping it like with their thumb. They're just tossing it in the air. Also, I thought it was like such like a fun move when she like, 
kicks his hat away or whatever. And then she, like, drops his glasses, like, puts his glasses, like, in front of him. And then when he goes to mm-hmm. reach his up, kicks him away. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, take that, nerd. Take that, Velma. Yeah, I thought, honestly, this scene gave me real, like, Hamilton, say no to this vibes. Interesting, because to me, it gave me more um, cell block tango before someone was murdered vibes. I can totally see that. Because, like, because she really gives me Velma Kelly she vibes. She does give me Velma Kelly vibes. Which, like, I mean, similar time periods. But it's also kind of thing, like, she's into it. Oh, also, when she, he, like, first sees her, and, like, she's, like, smoking and stuff, that was the one and only time she's ever smoked in her life. Interesting. But yeah, and then I, I really liked when... Um, I forget I forget exactly how the dance and song led to this, but then oh it was when he was at like the party with everyone okay, so, dancing okay, and so stuff, and then he dancing. sees her enter the room. Well, well before so they're like dancing and stuff, and then the like mobster comes out, shine flashes something shiny, she leaves with oh, him, yeah. and then he's just like oh well, but then like we see, oh yeah, because then we get into the different um broadway rhythm so we have like the first like club or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like very comedic he's a clown he's like all over the place a lot of dancing a lot of movement with like the background singers and then it's the next venue and it's very like uncle sam um usa yeah um with definitely improvement in like venue um, for like quality yeah you can tell that he's doing better with his yes. career like he's moving yes up. and so he has like moving you know, on it's up. not like so um hokey pokey um yeah and then we get to very fa 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 fancy um but like it's also really funny it's like oh you made it but like you're not dancing none yeah. of you are this is not like you are no longer doing your actual passion like your career but this is what is quote-unquote here high quality yeah yeah and we see him like in the full like tuxedo with the coattails and all that stuff um and then he sees her into the room in this full white dress um which to me is kind of reminiscent of during the beautiful girl montage like the wedding one yeah and then we get into this kind of like cut scene where it it fades into like where it's just him and yeah. her and the broadway scene ballet that they're in i almost said ballet <laughs> like not as a joke <laughs> um the scene that they're in like the paint it's so beautifully painted yeah. and like oh like, do you want to say like this section like the music is by someone else it's by uh nacio or brown um and he did yes. a very good Who did job. the music for the film? Well, well this yes. song, well, the other it's songs. so well done. Um, I think there was, like, not as much influence, but this th- this song was, like, strictly yeah. him. Yes, 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 yes. It was, all, it was all his work. And it was so well done. And the painting for this scene, especially um, the steps that they, that they have to their side, um, it's, like, painted almost like a like a sunset gradient where like it took me a second to even realize that they were steps because it's so perfectly blended and like yeah. the soft they were gliding of it it's 
It's so beautiful. And like, like the artistry of the scenery alone I will is say, beautiful. I don't really understand the point of the scene. As like, if you're just thinking about the movie, I'm just like, it, it just seems like yeah. out of place. But the choreography, and especially with the long trail off the shoulder, mm-hmm. and like how definitely it was so well done. It was so beautiful. Also, um, so when the movie got to the part of the scene where. Um, I felt like her scarf train, whatever, kept getting longer and longer. When it got to the point where she was kind of like walking and then he was like caught up in the scarf mm-hmm. train thing, I legitimately thought of Death of a Bachelor. Oh. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, because, like, because he, because, like, his it. character in this, thank you. Um, his character, you're picking up what I'm putting I'm down. Um, <laughs> um, his character at this point is like, falling in love with her and like wanting her yeah. and following her. Um, and yeah, so I, I really thought about that, but and then it kind of cuts back and it's just like, boy, she don't give a fuck about you because then she walks away and starts flipping the coin, which at this point has become synonymous with being a part of this group. Synop- yeah. Like with the mobsters. I don't know what the they mobsters, are. I but... uh, Two face, uh, yeah. Gotham villains. Indeed, yes. Um, and this is when we find out his parents were killed at a movie theater, and he becomes Batman, which I'm assuming <laughs> yeah, is and the plot and then of the, the, the rest Pattinson of the movie Batman movie that's coming out. That's being yes, and then the rest of the movie just pivots into Batman, Batman. Like, Batman and then we begins. go into Dark Knight. Batman Begins, yeah. yes. Oh, I guess the Dark Knight because Harvey Dent is in the Dark Knight, not Batman Begins. Yeah, that's and you need Raja the coin Kool flipping and, imagery. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love Batman. Anyway. So then he comes back and he's like, yeah, so that's basically, it's now back to Dawn. Back to reality. And, oh, oh no, 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 no. So before, before we get to that, so uh, when he comes back, she's now left him. And so he leaves. Point slipping. And so, and yeah, so he's he like, leaves and he's kind of like defeated. And, and sees yeah, this just like, why did I even join this life? Young guys just like, gotta dance, like wearing the same thing. And then exactly him when he was and younger so he is refreshed he was like you know what that's why i'm in this town that like that is that is a reminder of what i am passionate about and what i'm here yeah. for which honestly in a lot of industries is necessary like there are times where like even when you get a job that you love there's still times where it's hard and it's stressful and you lose sight kind yeah. of of why you wanted to be there in the right. first place yeah and so <laughs> I can imagine. I can't imagine because I'm not in grad school, but I can imagine. Um, and yeah, and then you get to a point where you're just like, why am I even here? This is pointless and all this other but stuff. But you know what? And then you, you see know, someone. You know what? That's the Broadway melody. And then we get back Indeed to... Indeed it is. And then uh, <laughs> Don's like, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And the guy's just like, well, I can't really imagine how that would work with film, which is ironic because you just saw it on film. Um, He's like, but we'll try it. We'll see, you know? Okay. So then we get to Kathy's re-recording lines for Lena. At this point, when she's re-recording these lines, that's Gene Hagen's real voice. Oh, so the actress playing Lena. Yes, that's her real voice. So she's wow. providing the voice for the character who's providing the voice for her character. 
That is some meta shit. Isn't that so cool? So, like, you actually know what that actor sounds like. Yeah. Because they did, they thought, they thought Debbie Reynolds' voice was too, um, for, like, those scenes, it was too, like, kind of, like, peppy. Um, Mm -hmm. and, like, uh, Gene Hagen's voice is just, like, so, like, naturally, like, that kind of, like, deep, like, sultry. It's very tonal. Tonal. That's the exact word for it. Yeah, and like, and that was that was the thing. It's funny that okay, so I'm really glad that you said that and like taught me that because I remember watching it and being like, interest. Oh, I remember watching it and being like, okay, so yeah, this is Kathy's voice, but I was like, this seems very deep. Like it seems very resonant and deep, and not necessarily how she sounded before. But I was like, okay, cool, whatever. That makes a lot of yeah. sense and like that the like her if that's the case like jean hagen like her voice is beautiful because I, I loved that which also gives you so I much love... greater appreciation of like her speaking in the other voice the entire movie that's hard that's what i was thinking because like because changing your voice to that extent is incredibly difficult to do let alone to maintain that for how long she's had to do yeah. that what drink is this Drink number four. Ooh. Cheers. The next line I get to is her quote about I make more money than Calvin. Oh yeah, Lewis. okay. So yeah, no, so we find out in the plot that Lena knows what's going on. Cause Zelda told her. Yes. Yeah, so Zelda tells her, and she's like, absolutely not. Um, you are not going to do this to me, you're not gonna ruin my publicity, you're not gonna ruin my career. Yeah. And so she goes. What are they gonna think? I'm dumb or something? (laughs) Classic. 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 Um No, you're not in love with her. You're in love with me. (laughs) It's all over the press. (laughs) And like he's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Well, like honestly, this is what like it's hard. Like being put in the spotlight constantly. Okay, um, and so then she then goes to RF. <laughs> so she goes to RF, and she's just like, "I had my lawyer look oh, at my contract." Yeah, no, 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 which no, honestly that, is kind of smart. That. Oh, um, they're in RF's office, and like the publicist and everyone is just like all these like articles and interviews saying that RF was like his like her singing voice is amazing. Fans are going to be astounded. And then he's like, I didn't do this. And she was like, oh, did you read what was in the paper? Which was such a smart move on her part. Yeah. And so, yeah, someone leaked it to the press. It was her. And then she was like, yeah, my lawyer went over my contract. And she can sue the whole studio. Because, like, in her contract, like, she's in control of her own publicity. Correct. Which was a smart thing to have put in her contract, because yes. that's something that can really screw you yeah. over. Yeah, and then, like, this kind of, like, I guess defamation? Um, yeah, sure. Or, yeah, whatever. Um, it would ruin her image, so she's has full right to, you know, combat that. Which is yeah. true. Like, this, As, these are the contracts yeah. they signed. And so, yes, yeah, she's basically like, if you put it out in the press that I am not doing my own singing voice, that Kathy is instead providing my talking and singing voice, 
I have the right to sue you and I can get this entire studio. And I love the acting going this and she's like reading the contract. The party of the first part, that's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> she she is like this scene. It's like as the character, I didn't like her, but as the actor, it was just like you were killing me. But honestly, this honey. <laughs> if this is in our contract, like this is her career. She has like full rights to like yeah they're moving yeah. to talking pictures yeah her voice is not what they want they're doing all this other stuff behind her back but that's not what like she has a contract this is on them yeah and like th- this is one of the things it's where, like, men telling women what to do raven this is one of the things where, like during the scene while i was upset about it because i liked kathy it was like i understand where she's coming from i don't think she because a- she does have full right yeah. to do this yeah so then, um, she was like, shouldn't she, like, okay, if, like, she's gonna be in my voice, shouldn't she stay my voice then? Which only makes logical makes sense. Logical sense. It I, sucks, I, for, it Kathy, sucks Kathy, for Kathy, but it makes logical but I'm like, sense. Still, I'm with Lena on this. Because, like, the studio Again, is fully trying like, to screw her you over already... for an established contract and doing things behind her back. Yeah, and it's like you already decided to go Milli Vanilli on this, so you might as well go full Milli Vanilli. Oh yeah, Vanilli. you are shady, but I caught you, and you want to go back on it. Yeah. So um, then, favorite line of the movie is like, "What did the people hear about this?" People, I ain't people. I'm a, and then she like picks up the newspaper. I am a <laughs> shimmering, glowing star in the cinnamon firmament. It says so. <laughs> Right there. Best line in the movie. You cannot convince me otherwise. Best line in the movie. Um, okay, so now we're at the movie. Opening night. And so, this is why I don't yeah. get it. So, they're, like, seeing the movie. And then, I think the song is, like, Would You. And everyone's, like, fawning mm-hmm. over how they sound. And so, then it's the end of the movie with that scene. And then it's, like, the end. So, originally, what they said the plot of the movie was was this young Broadway hopeful in New York doing stuff, gets hits in the head, mm-hmm. and then it's a dream sequence back in this time reading, like, Tale of Two Cities or whatever. Yeah. So the movie ends in the dream sequence? Campbell, um, you can't apply logic. But, like, isn't that weird? To this... No, it did is weird. About I that? agree. I did. <laughs> okay, cool. That, I, just, I just want validation. I also can't... That's all I need. I also came life. to the conclusion that you I'm can't insecure. apply logic to any of the movie sequences they show in yeah. this. Because again, back to the first one that we ever saw, which was like the royal something, um, you can't apply logic to this. Because yeah. the, the way that one ended was also just like, what the fuck? Like, you don't end a movie that yeah. way. So, yeah. So, um, roaring also, applause. Also, I don't remember... Yes. Roaring applause. Um, we see the characters backstage, um, and Don and Lena have to go on for their little like bow and all that stuff. I don't remember where exactly it came in, but at some point, Don says, "Listen, Lena," and the only thing I could think of was that video of that little boy talking to his mom, where he's like, "Listen, Linda." <laughs> Cue the entire and series I wrote it of down. Um. <laughs> Indeed. Lind Belcher. Uh, iconic. Um, <laughs> Singing every song in this movie. Yeah. It, it would be great. Exactly. 
Okay, so then it gets to a point where it's like they're demanding a speech. Um, and like they're like, find out like uh, Lena lets know to like everyone else. Is like, yeah, she's going to be my voice for a long time. And then RF's like, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. Sir, like, he his hands are tied legally. Like, that, like, I understand. But also, you own the studio. You own the like, studio. You can do but whatever like, you if want. a contract's a contract. Which is fair. But it, um, I guess my thought process is, like, yes, you are legally bound to what is in our contract. But also... You got to this point, presumably, by being a shrewd businessman. Yeah. Like, you own a movie studio. He doesn't, seem like, he doesn't studio. seem like he has a backbone. Yeah, like, he seems like a very good Which person. Which is good. I like, I like, I like, he's not taking advantage of people. No, he's... I love, I love his character. But also, it's just like, your character is not in sync with what I would expect of the type of shrewd businessman who would own a movie studio. A pictures. Is that what it's called? Of my Studios? like, like honestly, it well, of the stu- yeah, something like that, and it's just like while I I respect the fact, I love the fact that you are trying to respect your actors, your directors, your choreographers, and not be a terrible person like so many of them were at that time, but also, sir, you own the studio, and then if he then he does agree, like Kathy is like will be her voice and stuff. It seems like that's what they talked about. Anything after, I don't think it's on Lena. I think it's on him. I agree. And so from that standpoint, she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. So like she's like in the position where the studio's like, yeah, I'm backing you. Like this is what we agreed upon, and then they take that all back and ruin her career. <sighs> they agreed upon it, Raven. Fine. Like Fine. I like agreed. She's I like only, the antagonist. I only say like, that she was like such a dick. To I her. only say that because I had the same thought. Like so during during when they were singing, um, when Lena and Kathy were oh, singing. Oh, let's let's get to that part. Let's okay. get to that so, part. Okay, first so okay, so they're like, oh, get a speech, whatever. And then she was like, you know what? And she's like, oh, I'm, I like, will I'm give the, the star. I'm gonna give the speech. You know, super whatever. But like honestly, and I she was wrote the down, star. That's what everyone wanted. Like she has been forced not down, to talk every other time, and so they're like, "Let her speak. Yeah. Let her be her own demise." And she and I literally wrote down, "Uh, Peter, like, if you make the speech, then they'll know what your actual voice sounds like." And um, sweetheart, this is why they think you're dumb. Yeah, but this not to say you are dumb. But this is why they think you're dumb. I, also, I don't think you should dismiss someone from what they sound like. No, no, no. I agree. But I'm saying, like, if her intent is to have Kathy provide her dubbed voice yeah. for at least the next few years, like, regardless of what you sound like, if they hear you talk, they will it, know that that was me, not your voice. it sounds like she has been stifled for so long. Like, she wants to be able to... She's, like... She's not allowed to have her own voice. And then she has just been begging. She has been... This is just, like, what she wants. Like, what she's, like, wanted is to have her own voice. And, like, for so long, they're, like, absolutely not, like, bullshit excuses. They've never been honest with her. And then it comes to a point, they're like, oh, it's going to fuck you up. Yes, do it. 
they have always been in control of her. And at the point where it's like, oh, she's going to mess it up for herself in our favor. Let's let her do it. I don't like that, is what I'm saying. It's bad, Raven. It's, it's, that's, that's bad. The fact that you're right makes me very upset, but you are in fact I, Like, that's why I don't think she is, like, the worst. That's Because, like, for years... Seeing it... They're like, oh, no, for this reason, for this reason, Don has more experience with this, blah, 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 blah. They're, like, not treating her as, like, an equal person, like, as an adult in this situation to have a conversation about it, to give her an opportunity like, whether people, re- like, receive it or not to work on it, despite, like, whatever th- people think of her voice, they did not allow her to have that opportunity. But when the time comes, they went behind her back and be like, this is her new voice that she had no idea about. They never told her. She was under the impression when she was singing and speaking, this is how it would sound like. And when she find out, she was upset because no one told her. And then got to a point where it was like, well, if this is what you want, this is what's being presented. You cannot make me look like a fool then because you have been undermining me and working behind me despite how she is as a person this entire time. That's not fair. Which is a fair analysis. And I accept that and I think you are correct. Thank you, Raven. So now we're at the point where like she's like speaking and they're like, what the fuck? Why is she sounding like this? Sing something for us. And she runs away. She's like, they want me to sing. And then, um, I was about to say MF again. RF. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with her, Raven. RF and Don are just like, no, we'll do it. And Don's like, Kathy, you're going to sing for her because that's what you've been paid to do. So you're going to do it. And so during this scene, because I do like that. Regardless of Don's behavior, I do think it was wrong for RF to also because rf seemed in on the like in on the plan yeah and i feel like like i can understand don having that plan of like oh yeah she's gonna sing kathy's gonna be behind the curtain and then we can raise the curtain and show that it's really kathy singing i can see don obviously having that idea i can see cosmo being in on that plan but rf from his standpoint is like regardless of how you feel about your client Lena she, has only made them money. Yeah, and like and like you have a contract with her, like you are the employer, you are the owner of the studio, you have a legally binding contract with her. I don't agree with RF being in on that as well. Like I feel like like I also think regardless of morality. We already and stuff see like Don that, and Cosmo not knowing how to act. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly. that's them. I saw most But I think poses. I think regardless of the morality of the situation legally and from a proprietary standpoint it doesn't make sense for rf to have been in on that because it's just like she's your client you've already had this conversation of how she can sue your studio and all this other stuff yeah i do hope like it doesn't okay we'll get to it my hopes for this film but okay so it gets to a point so they're going to so um Lena is going to sing Singing in the Rain. And then she goes back to the curtain. It's like, what are we singing? Singing in the Rain. What are we singing? Okay. What's the, like, key? what's the key? A flat. Um, and so it starts singing and she's like dancing and they're like making fun of her from behind the stage. I'm like, this is like what you promoted the entire time. 
Yeah. I, like, really disagreed with all of this. Like, I do agree that Kathy should be compensated. I think from the beginning, they should have a conversation with Lena that, like, they would have to dub her voice and they would be upfront with it. But they were like, oh, I hate her. It doesn't matter. We can get away with it if we if she never finds out. That's fair. So it gets to a point. So she's singing, singing in the rain in a plant. Um, and <laughs> at some point, so they're like behind the scenes, RF, Don, and Cosmo start singing it. And they go to the curtains and they open it up. And they start opening so the curtains. Everyone yeah. sees opening night that it's not Lena singing. It's Kathy. And everyone starts laughing. And then Cosmo bursts in and starts singing himself. And then at this point, Kathy's embarrassed, too, because yeah. Don did not have to be like, you have to do this. This is your job. Yeah, like, Don like, could have explained. Don could have been this like, in the moment. Kathy, like, you could have said, you do hey, right this now. is what's happening. Do this right now. Trust me. Yeah. Because because Instead I remember, of, like, Kathy, insulting her. Because Kathy was just like, hey, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want this to be my career. It's just singing for but this she was girl. like but then at the end of it she was like i understand i will do this right now because that is what i have agreed to do but i she do not want to see you ever again her position and what she has agreed upon no one yeah. else does okay so then we find then everyone laughs at uh lena she's like booed off stage like laughed off stage kathy runs away and then um, Don's like, stop that girl right there. And then the audience agrees. I was like, this is... Yeah. Which is weird because it's, it's not weird. like... It's, it's, it's a scene similar to when like a woman in a film or TV show or whatever has their purse stolen. And she's like, stop that thief. And then people are just like, oh yes, because they, they are a thief. They have stolen your personal property. This we, woman as is good openly Samaritans, sobbing we'll stop after you. this like obviously this is a very different betrayal <laughs> and something else. And it's like, I got to get out of here. And he's she's like, like, stop that woman. And they do face. it? <laughs> yeah, and they do it. They like, it's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, Don is like, hey, this is the star. This is the voice you love. Um, even though the parts they loved, like, wasn't Debbie Reynolds' voice, which I think is fun. Yeah. From, like, which is really interesting to know now. Yeah, from, like, the speaking voice, like, they did love Lena. Um... <laughs> And so then they he starts singing to her, You Are My Lucky Star from Broadway Melody of 1936. Again, yep. from 1935. I think that's funny. I'm going to say it again. Um, and then he starts singing to each other. Like, she saws, like, tears down her face. And they, like, embrace. And they, like, show everyone. They are the heroes. They are the protagonists for this setting. And everyone's, like, cheers, applause. And then we, like, cut to a billboard where it's singing in the rain and it's their two faces mm -hmm. alluding to that they now have careers of their own and, like, she's, like, been successful she's for well this. She's well-known now, yeah. She's well-known now. It's, like, a, like, I assume Lena is, like, out of the scene now because of this, yeah. this embarrassment, which I don't like. But that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like how they treated Lena by the end of it. Like she went to her lawyer. She's she like she was she was right that's, because they were shady in the beginning. Yeah, that's fair. And now it's like she wants she like got like I understand she got Kathy fired for a very petty reason. She was not good to anyone. She was really rude to Don when he was a nobody, but now he was going to be an actor. She was cool with them. 
I get that. Yeah, like, I get that she wasn't at, at her core. She wasn't a good person. But from a purely litigation and, like, client standpoint, I do understand your point, And I do think they kind of did her wrong. So, cheers. Cheers. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> that's so full. <laughs> so that's the end of the movie. Yes. So the music and the songs of this musical were very, very well done. Um, again, like most of them weren't made for this musical, um, but they were kind of adapted. So the music of like Broadway ballet and the music of the movie in general that wasn't connected with the individual songs was done by Ignacio or Brown. So um, his full name is Ignacio or Brown, but he went by Ignacio um, or Nacio, not sure which one. Um, so he wrote various popular songs, music scores, and Broadway theater music. So interestingly enough, he actually started off with like a tailoring business and then became a realtor quite successfully and then oh. went on to become a full-time composer. Did not Which know I that. found very interesting. Yeah, so he apparently learned music um, very early in his childhood from his mother um, and kind of always wanted to become a composer, but just went through various careers and stuff like that um, while building himself up. So when sound film became big, he was hired by MGM to write film scores um, for a lot of their movies. And he collaborated a lot with Arthur Freed, such as on this movie, Singing in the Rain. Um, he also co-wrote the music for Hopalong Cassidy, which, um, if you I don't did know, know that. Yeah. So, Audience, if you don't know, was a children's, like, TV western from, like, the 50s. Why do I know that? I mean, I knew of it, so I, I feel like you would also know. Um, and he was also inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the New Mexico Entertainment Hall of Fame, because he was, in fact, from New Mexico. Um, so he did the music for the film. The lyrics were of a lot of the songs were done by Arthur Freed, who was the co-lyricist and also the he was a lyricist and a film producer, and he was the co-lyricist and producer of Sing in the Rain. Um, he sang as part of the Marx Brothers Act and also wrote material for them. He worked uncredited as an associate producer on The Wizard of Oz. And he also actually helped elevate MGM to the leading, one of the leading creators of film musicals. Um, mm -hmm. Just like he was after his work with the Wizard of Oz and another musical, he was actually promoted to like the head of the musical unit and worked with a lot of different actors and artists um, and actually helped shape a lot of their careers. So like Gene Kelly, Sid Charisse that we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. and um, like Fred Astaire. He worked with a lot of them in depth and helped shape a lot of their careers um, in conjunction with MGM. Um, so... Two of his films won Oscars, and one of his films, so I think it was um, Showboat, mm -hmm. was actually up for an Oscar, or two Oscars maybe, and lost to An American in Paris. Um, and he was also the first producer in history to win an Oscar by name rather than studio, because it was oh. like in the year that the Academy Awards changed from nominating producers by name rather than by studio um that's really interesting though 
Yeah, and he was also inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So, like, there's a lot of things about Arthur Freed and history, and there's definitely been some very problematic things within his past. And this is one of those things where, yes, Arthur Freed was very talented and, and great producer within the industry. Um, but kind of the point of this is to kind of highlight the film and the art itself. And, you know, while you can't really separate the art from the artist, I think yeah. it is important to acknowledge the importance of the work itself, even if the artist or the creator was problematic. So this is one of those things where um, not necessarily ignoring the issues in his personal life, but also not letting that overrule the importance of the and all other the work other that the art actors and dancers yes the but the other actors and dancers and singers and producers and directors have put into the work that we are evaluating so just moving on past that yeah so okay listeners um raven and i will be right back per use and we will be playing uh raven on the violin myself on the bassoon for singing in the rain. <laughs> Raven, you went literally half the speed you counted. I don't. Raven, okay, let me break it down for you. Okay, you're like one, two, one, two, three, four. Ba. Ba da 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 and I understand like I get it like I understand why but I'm just letting you know what you're counting is not what you're playing literally play twice as fast no Campbell Campbell you are 100% correct you just, I just we can't do it. I just I don't I can't. All right, let's start the I'm, odd tempo. Like you know what? Let's honestly, start the odd tempo. Just think the song. Okay. One, two, one, two, three. <laughs> no, we should stop. We stopped at the same place though, Raven. That was so good. Like you were, you Did were we? on it. Yes. No, I was with you. That was it. I thought we were different. No, I think we should start pick up to twenty five. I was with you. Oh, the I assumed. The entire time. Okay, I assumed I was doing badly, so I was just like, we should end this. No. Okay. So. Pick up to 25. Pick up to 25 would be my D-E, right? Yes. yes. Okay. One, two, one, two, three. Oh, no, we need to stop. Wait. Yeah, you played this wrong note. That's fine. I was, we, were, we were with it. Um, we need to stop. Yeah, because I need to... Look at what those notes are. That's an F. No, it is not. F, D, C, G. Nope. 
Yes. Um, Are you talking about no. measure 33? Yes, that is not an F. That, that is, is an a F. D. The, nope, that is a D. That no, that's is, an F. F. That is D B A G. I promise you. Am I reading in bass cleft? I am. <laughs> My apologies. Okay. One, two, one, two, three. Um. Okay, so. That was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I don't know what it is about you with the dotted eighth notes to sixteenth notes. It's you just play bad. that at I don't... half the time. Without fail. I don't, I can't explain I assume what it is. we're done. Yes. Okay. Conclusion. One out of ten. How do you rate this musical? Mm. I would rate this musical a nine out of ten. I would agree. Just because I've already assigned my ten out of ten, and this musical is very high up there, but I don't think it surpasses my ten out of ten. It's definitely one of my top ones. Um, up there with Chicago and Little Shop of Horrors, but not, Agreed. I don't think it's as good as, definitely, I don't think it's as good as Chicago, which is like I a high, high standard to have, but it's up there for me. Yeah. Cool. Um, so thank you for listening to this episode. Raven is trashed. Um, <laughs> very much. Okay, Raven, where where can you find us? Where can you listen to us? What's all of that information? Um, listeners, you can find us wherever podcasts are found on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, any of the other ones that I can't think of immediately. If you have an you option can to also, like no, or no, comment. No, 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 shh, I got it. You can also comment or um, email us at boozicle.gmail.com you can also comment or like our episodes also on Instagram you can like our status or comment on it which we will see um, I don't know how social media works, so I don't know what else to say. Raven doesn't have an Instagram, so she doesn't I do it. not, so you can find us on any of those platforms, and please do, and like us, and comment, and we will appreciate it, and love you forever. I couldn't have said it better <laughs> than myself. You were uh, correct. Uh, <laughs> damn. Alright. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.